This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello everybody and welcome back to 2019. Your favourite podcast is back. It's the NRL Boom Rookies crew. My name is Dale and I'll be your host once again this year. And I with pity me, anyone who says favourite. As always, is Mitch Doyle. It took here to, you... Here to rain on your parade. 15 seconds to insult our audience. And insulted Matt, us too, to be Matt, fair. Matt That's Bungard it. is back being insulted. A Hello. Standard operating procedure Look, in this Paul podcast. Mac underscore 78 on Twitter is the world's greatest human, but I mean, almost on a weekly basis in the off-season was he spruiking our podcast, and I might have to question his mental health at this point. <laughs> again, yeah, <you laughs> Really not helping the situation. It's been a long time since I insulted someone who listens to my free product. <laughs> and welcome to new listeners. I've already scared off. Yeah, I was going to say, except <laughs> for potentially in the workplace. But you know, they, 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 those paid. Anyway, have you guys had a had a nice off season? Yeah, it was pretty uneventful. Did you guys uh, not, anything not major? Any news? <laughs> anything at all you want to cover? I'm Cross married. off? Oh fuck. We're talking about that already. Jesus, a minute in, and it's, all, you, all, it's already it's about, about you. marriage. Has it's all any, about marriage. You Jesus. literally asked. What happened to you in the off season? And in in my defence, you make a good point. We take one minute. It's all about Bunga again. His <laughs> well, off season, my I've marriage. <laughs> what about our marriage? Some independent um, field testing on the podcast, and I, I found that's what listeners want: is yeah. me talking about myself. About yourself? Yeah. It was it was a good affair. The, the Bungard wedding. I cannot help but agree with that. Yeah, Anybody was, who opens with uh, fried scallops and uh, pork belly as the hors d'oerves, it's a big yeah, tick of approval. A gritted teeth uh, compliment, that was. <laughs> it was, it was okay, a good guys. wedding. Trongazoo was okay. Too ma- definitely too many birds walking around just I, general areas. I was actually surprised, even though I told you that there would not be any birds. The fact that, were, <laughs> the, fact that the ceremony was in the bird amphitheatre, I wasn't sure if you were going to turn up, but uh, you did. So but good on you. What about when we were the bush turkeys? All right, walking around and then we're numbered. Do you remember that? And it was like, oh, you, yes. were, you, were, at the, you well, were getting mad. I you did were, see with them. Was the number, and it was like, you know, we're going past. It's like one. Oh, number one. Number two. Number like six. I'm like, oh, there's <laughs> only about ten of these. Then we walk through about ten or more, and then we see one number like 67. And you're like, and that's oh, when I shat myself. Oh, like, shit. Yep. <laughs> For new listeners, Mitchell is afraid of birds. You might have picked that up. Yeah. He, he went into the bird amphitheater thinking, oh, it's named after uh, Larry Bird. There you go. We'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I There's definitely no, big fan of Harbour Views and Weddings, Larry Bird. Anyway, yeah, I just had, a, had a good off-season and um, yeah, good to be back. Yeah. yeah, and the walk from the uh, amphitheatre to the reception, there was like 20 bush turkeys and I jumped 20 times well, at least. I'm that glad was you made it through. That's my main memory of the wedding, special actually. day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and also remember Jack Brady turning his back on me. He doesn't listen to this anyway, so I can, I can bash him, but... It's okay. Yeah, he turned his back. Mm. All right. Traitor. Can't do that. So rugby league, how good is it? Yeah, well, I mean... How good is it? As we as we did find out through the <laughs> well, offseason. You just want to hit, set up like. <laughs> I don't know. How good is rugby league? <laughs> <laughs> wow, wait. a minute and a half in. Uh, alrighty, so we we thought as usual we would go through our our season predictions uh, and uh, and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. We we did dis- discuss you know talking about the the off season news. I think we should probably did we discuss that? Did we discuss we it? Did well, not. I you mean, are. While carding it up, but I mean, also yes, I can't be bothered. Yeah, I mean a lot's already been said, and there's not much more for us to add, really. Uh, don't drink and drive. Don't record people without their consent, and, and don't don't distribute it. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, 
don't commit any other crimes against people. Mm. <laughs> Never do anything wrong ever yeah, if you can't help ever. Look, we have the whole season that no doubt that topic will come up again. Yeah. It'll get touched Plenty on again. Time to talk about this. We've t- touched on it many times. I think we've made our past. feelings on this very yeah. clear in the past. We've been pretty consistent with our stance against this sort of thing. But yeah, yeah. we're here to talk footy. You know, yeah. everyone's been waiting for the footy to come back. It's been a long off season because we haven't had a World Cup in it or anything this time. The season's starting a week later because of the October long weekend being later than usual. So we're oh. only starting mid March. So, yep. footy chat, we'll just talk footy from here and only maybe a few, like maybe 10 to 15 sex take jokes. That's fair. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> well, we've, hit, we've got one so far. So yeah. Maybe 10 to 15. So, are we just going to do them in alphabetical order, Dale? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Seems okay, fair. Let's do it. Otherwise, it'd be too confusing because we've all got, obviously got different orders of our ladders, so that wouldn't... And, uh, and as Mitch said previously before we were on mic, if we went through this you know, correctly, we'd be here for four hours. Very true. So, look forward to this four-hour episode of the uh, Boom, Rookie, Boom Rookies Experience. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It won't be for us. Please buy some supplements. Um, anyway, where are we going to start? Uh, I would guess that we're going to start with the team that's currently first on the ladder. Congratulations, Mitch. I'm telling you, it's feel, it feels good. It, again, long off-season. March premiers. The Brisbane Broncos. Okay, so do you guys want to start? Because you know, we know I'll talk too much here, but... No, you, you can you can waffle. Been a, pretty, pretty stable off-season. Yeah. Um, <laughs> speaking, speaking of, have you had anything happen in the last few months? The funny thing is, like, obviously the Seabold thing happened, and yeah. still, but I felt like after that it was actually our most stable off-season in a while, because, like, the Broncos had an off-season now where it's the first time since Wayne Bennett returned that none of the players from the spine were injured. I mean, any off-season where you lose both your best forward and the greatest coach of all time is, is, a, good is, is a good one. Well, I should yeah. just say, I said stable. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's the first time that full off-season into Darius Boyd, Anthony Milford, uh, Nicarima and McCulloch. But the real signing of the offseason is Matthew Johns. I mean, the, the hype machine is out of control on this Broncos side. Like, If you don't know, Matty Johns has been brought on as a halves consultant for the Broncos. And it's gone from... It feels weird. The last like three years we've gone to this podcast and this episode, and I've come in angry like, we're not going to finish eighth, you idiots, mm. by my, 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 st- my standpoint. Now my point is, we're not going to win the comp, you idiots. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I sit there. It's like... We've gone from every preseason being perennially underrated to, for mine, for being kind of overrated this offseason. I don't know about you guys feel. Did, are, you, are you telling me that Matt Johns' uh, season predictions are not good? I'm not saying that. This I'm would be saying, the guy who picked the Titans to come like sixth last year. Well, he did grow up with Garth Brennan. That's, as you know, ah, that does ah, him, yeah. <laughs> He makes <laughs> but, a good point. You just know you're going to get those. Like this Again, first game of the season last year, Andrew Johns spent like 15 minutes hammering the Broncos halves. Yeah. One session with training cones and kicking the ball around down down mm. in Sydney, and now he's like, "Look, I'm telling you, boys, this Milford kid. <laughs> Look, I'm telling you, he yeah, looks quite. trim." So we're not going to run through every signing and loss that every no. team has made, but let's just the Google does that. Not really any highlights with Broncos in terms of like name value, unless you're Nick Campton, in which case Sean Fensom signing of the season. <laughs> um, yeah, Mitch, a- any of those new signings excite you at all? I mean, there's a couple of guys like Richie Kennard, Sean O'Sullivan. They're not no. really, you know. No, the, the main the main thing the gain to the Broncos was keeping most of them together. Yeah, I'm actually I agree with that. I'm actually really on board with the Josh Maguire release. There yep. was a lot of times last year that he was lazy for mine at the Broncos. He probably get reinvigorated at the Cowboys, but you can even point to Origin last year and Tedesco scored that really easy try back on the inside with Josh Maguire getting caught behind the ruck, mm-hmm. and it happened really often for the Broncos. And there was plenty of games that 
we were screaming at the TV about you know about the ruck control and like when the Bulldogs smashed the Broncos and they were steaming through the middle. It was a lot of it was Maguire's bad ruck control. Yep. So I'm not against that loss. I actually like that. So you I lost think... him. You lost a bit of backline depth in Kahu and Opetiku. Yeah. Probably both. Neither of them go. would have started anyway. Addition by subtraction. Yep. Sam Thayde retired, but you were off him two years ago. Yep. Corbin Simmons went to the Dragons, and you lost the next Sunny Bill Williams, Andre Savellia. But we got two other next Sunny Bill. That's Bills, true. So you so. now have, still have. Two, you currently still have two next Sunny Bill Williams. We do. Uh, but so yes, I actually like the Fenton signing because this, it's a really young pack now. It's the fact that, you know, Payne Haas is missing four games and the guy stepping in, who I'm a big fan of, is Tom Flegler. And, you know, a big fan. He's one of those guys is he's insane, essentially. He, he has... Oh, I saw that, vi- I, yeah, yeah, that video. Crazy aggressive. Running with aggression. Uh, big leg drive and, you know, pension to get sent off. But anyway, I... You don't want to have, to me, you don't want to have all your depth as young forwards. So I like that Fenton signing. But uh, yeah, look, coming into the season, I feel like it's we haven't answered the questions that were there last year still, and that's what concerns me with people putting us so high. And I feel like we're a team rated so well this year because there isn't that many standout teams anymore. But the questions of Darius Boyd's future haven't been answered. Mm. The questions of Cody Nicarima's defense and lack of king game haven't been answered yet either. And whilst I think yeah. Anthony Seabold, a, a, a modern coach who, who's always learning and he has got a bit of a different system to Wayne, which might help Nicarima's defense if we slow the ruck down, you know, there still is that problem of what's happening with Boyd. And then what if Nicarima gets found out? What are you doing there? Because the next four halfbacks we have is Sean O'Sullivan, who's what, 20, 21, t- t- Tom Dearden, who's turning 20, sorry, 18, I think tomorrow, and then two other 18 year olds. So it's. Do you think that Osako ends the year at fullback? I think so. I, I really think that I'm okay with Darius Boyd getting the first crack. He's yeah, earned that. I, I know that. He can move past the bad, bad last year, and he had, did have a full off season and did some of his best fitness work in a while. But there were signs in the trial last week he mentally still wasn't there. But I feel like you give him five rounds to see what he's got there. Yeah, I think that's entirely And then Osako slots in, if and, not. And as you say, you've this is the first time in a while that you've had a lot of these spine players having a full preseason, not necessarily just fit, but also together. Yeah. Like you've got, if, if as you say, you give Boyd the first five five games of the season at fullback, you're giving them as a group, as a group of four, really the opportunity of, yeah, yep. group of four, the opportunity to play together. And if Boyd's the one that's the weak link, you've got somebody that can step in immediately. Yep. And as you say, like Asako's played there in preseason, we, you know, we, we've all talked about the fact that he can play there. If Boyd has to go, then you've got a fairly ready, and fairly you, readily. And you didn't really sign anyone, but Jack Bird is practically a new signing for all intents and he purposes. Is. Well, he's so. at this point now. He his reputation has fallen so far that even just above mediocre play would be a, a bonus addition to this Bronco side. Yeah, and um, I do find that that is that weird question we have now is that there's too many edge back rowers. There's four to fit into two holes. Uh, and- you won't have to worry about Tavita Pango Junior. and Corey Oates next year. They don't worry about them. Okay. Yeah, it's all right. Coming home to daddy, um, and then. <laughs> <laughs> you get to call him daddy now. The whole year of this. That's hey, I'm in on it. Good. Um, but, you know, Gillette going to lock, I don't like it, but I feel like that's a temporary measure until Pangai's fit I, I and, pa- and Payne Haas is also back in the squad. I, so I'm not going to stress too much about it, but if I start seeing it there round five, round six, I'm not going to start liking it. I did enjoy Seabold naming his round one team like 20 days in advance. Predicting his own round one team, actually. <laughs> I like him taking the beat out it, of the career mouse hands, though. Beat it, beating, beating the hot take merchants to the scoop, scooping himself by yeah. three weeks. Playing four days. I'm telling you, biggest myth of the entire offseason again for the Broncos, though, is this Seabold's going to change his Bennett ball, this boring Bennett ball the Broncos have been which, playing. Yeah. Which is just not really true. true. They've hmm. scored the, since Wayne's return, they scored the second most points in the competition just behind the Raiders. 
you and know, we and we know how well the Raiders went. And we all know again. We we look at this team and there's so many highlight plays. Even just last year, like Roberts's try against the Roosters, Asako's try against the Roosters, Corey Oates's try against Manly. Like it's it's an ex- Corey it was an tries exciting against South. Those weren't the problems. We of them. The, yeah, the, yeah, the problems with the Broncos last year, which maybe Seaball can address, is the defense. It was a was a massive issue, as we know. Premiers, what is it, fourteen of the last eighteen premiers or something? Maybe it's fifteen now. Had the best defense in the competition. Yeah, defense wins. Like, the that's what wins the premiers. And also for me, is the lack of not lack of experience, the lack of leaders. There's experience there. You know, there's still McCulloch, Glenn, Gillett. Uh, Boyd, Milford's experience now. There's experience there, but mine is mine is the lack of leaders. There's, when the heads are down, last year with this young pack, they're outside of Pangai, who actually gets overzealous sometimes, there wasn't somebody stepping up, in my opinion. That, yeah. That's the questions that are there. And I do think they're a, content, a, a team that's contending, but I also feel like they're a year away from being the, mm. the premiers, if you get me. So and, and we spoke about that last year, about the fact that we didn't think necessarily that, like, we saw a lot of these young players and we're like, these guys are going to be really good in, like, two or three years. Yeah. And again, you're making the point that they're still two or three, like, really, sure. one or two well, years away. Yeah, I feel like the time is now for some of them, like Pangai, Joe Lodge, Milford, yep. whatever. The time is now, but it's still, that's... Yeah. There's still Nicarima questions and, like, kind mm. of being um, through, yeah. So, let's... Uh, I think they're going to finish fourth. Uh, I have them fifth. I also have them fourth, and it's just the classic thing. I've said this before in the po- in the podcast. It's almost impossible for the Broncos to finish first or second, mm-hmm. just with the Origin period. Yeah, yeah. it always cripples them. And um, the travel. And we we're gonna we we're gonna do this thing um, where we I mean we assigned a third of the comp to each of us, where we're gonna predict a hot take that will be said by a hot take merchant at yes. some point this year. So Mitchell, we gave you the Broncos. What hot take is going to come out? The Broncos have been constructing a humanoid clone. <laughs> Of Cooper Cronk and Jonathan Thurston since the 1990s. <laughs> That's what they've been doing. Before Cronk and Thurston even knew they were good, we were just constructing that clone. Right. And That's this... Peter Bedell's next okay. big thing article. <laughs> He's already done. We've got the He's next run Kronk. out of next Jonathan Thurston's have, well, and next Sonny. We have the next Cronk, the next Thurston, the next Langer already. What, what, what's the next level having those? Well, if you've already got them, you've got to be having hybrid Superman. <laughs> yes. I like it. <laughs> Humanoids. I'm telling good. you. All right. Look so it we... up. Look it up, my God! Humanoids, stay awake. <laughs> Who's next, Dale? Uh, would that be Would that be Canberra? It would be. Mm. They're bad, and mean. They're the green machine. Oh, this this uh, is a team worth discussing, actually. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, they didn't really sign anyone of note. Chance Nickel Clockstad is leading a very oh uh, what the John of, Bateman yeah. from England. Uh, I mean, I don't know much about Ryan him, Sutton from England okay. again. Um, but notable losses, though. That's the, this is the issue. So they've lost. I mean. Shannon Boyd, as much as uh, as much as we thought he was a little bit overhyped, still a very good player. Sometimes he gone, Blake Austin gone, uh, Liam Knight's gone, Junior Paulo's gone. Um, that's that's some problems. Yeah, I'm not against the the new attitude of retooling from having the world's largest pack ever, right? Because uh, yes, for 20 years they were had too a, big. Yeah, they've had a pack. You know, Dane Till, Scott Logan, Tom Leroy, Lars, Michael Wayman, Brett White. You know. You know, if that, in the current guys, Shannon Boyd, Junior Paulo, David Ridge. Chillington now. Yeah, where, uh, where is he now? He's just headbutting people, yeah, I believe. It. I don't mind the retooling. My problem is like you've gone from that to essentially no middle right now. Like today, the name's <laughs> starting. Papali for me falls into yeah. the basket of almost underrated in terms of his reputation currently. They've gone from like basically having a pack full of you know giants who humans. are way too big to a pack full of children. Yeah, it's like okay, well then. You've got Papali who I'm fine with, but then Soiola's not exactly a physical. John Bateman, who's come from England, is starting at lock this week, and you just 
You just know that's going to be a related to Luke Bateman? No, he's not. Okay. I'm, I'm not sure if that's a real person. And then they they got a couple of guys on the bench. Like Emre Gould is not playing this week. He's on the 21. But Sad. Good Ryan player. Sutton is of a decent physical size. But I don't know if he's any good. Personally, I just don't know. And that that's a big gamble. Mm. And I know they can get yardage out of. They've got a big back line. There's some some yardage guys there, and they have strong guys on the edges. But they're just they're a big fella short. And I just worry we're in that stage of Ricky Stewart's tenure at a, at a club. Where, you know, he always has the good year after a year or two and always has that going crazy year. Yeah. I think we're at that stage at this he's probably gonna have a period that he's gonna have played Tarpanale play a period in the middle, Whitehead'll play a period in the middle, like they'll all shuffle around at some point and mm. how do we feel I'm about Jack White in the Hobbs? I couldn't be more against it. Yeah. I just don't think it suits him. Like he I don't think that he has the ability to control a game like the Raiders typically need. We we talk about this all the time with the Warriors about Johnson needing a, a player beside him who can control you know, a, well, a five-eighth who can control the game. You look at the Raiders and you're just like, okay, so these guys like to run around a lot. Um, we need somebody yeah. who can pull their heads in. Yeah. It leans into the chaos, right? So yeah. there might be some games that will go well, but it's he's not a smart football player, and I don't think anyone can make that argument. Sure. Like, I mean, I would struggle at smart man, exactly. to be honest. Like, you know, he, he's not too bad at thinking on his feet, but you can't do that in the halves the whole time. You've got to be planning right. a lot. Thinking yeah. on your feet comes from planning in the halves, really. Yeah. And then this whole defense rap is like, yes, he can put a hit on, but you know what's going to happen for Jack White? Is he's going to cream some halfback as other team scores in the corner. Yeah. He's going to shoot out of the line and cream somebody, and yeah. it's not going to matter. Like, I, I mean, know, it, they're a great about? team when you don't go for them. Yeah. That's all yeah. I'll say. And they've got a they've got a Rappiner out for most of the season with an ACL? Uh no, no, he's gonna I think round eight or nine he's targeting now. Okay. That's all right. So but, half yeah, the season. But That's for Ricky's last couple of years, I wrote these down because there's so many. So he's last like two years at the Roosters and his last year at Sharks. So these are the crazy things Ricky does. Mm. So I'll go through the, some of the Roosters. What about his memorable year, year at the Eels? Yeah, it will be. So <laughs> anyway, second last year at the Roosters, he played Flannery at six and centre. But Amos Roberts at five eight for two games. He dropped Brett Furman after three games. He played Craig Wing at hooker, six, halfback on the bench. He played Stuart Webb at hooker for a few games. He benched Stuart, sorry, Brett Finch and started Brett Finch. He played Crocker at six and at hooker. He tried I Jamie Sowell on the bench at seven and at six, and he tried Heath Strange. That's one season. <laughs> the next year, he tried Amos Roberts at fullback. He tried Jamie Sowell at fullback. He tried Jamie Sowell at six and at seven and on the bench. He tried Brett Finch at hooker. He tried Brett Finch at six. He tried Brett Finch on the bench and at seven. He tried Craig Wing at hooker, bench, and in the centres. He tried John Doyle on the bench and at hooker. He put Heath Strange on the bench and at hooker. He tried Josh Lewis at seven. He tried someone called Sean Foley, who isn't a wrestler, at fullback. <laughs> That's the amount of changes he made to key positions in one year. Does, Sorry, Sean, does Sean Foley have a Wikipedia page? <laughs> I don't know. That was a lot of changes. Yeah, and then at the Sharks, not as much, but it was he, he, um, he did Josh, sorry, he had Nathan Staple at fullback and then Albert Kelly on the bench and Albert Kelly at fullback, Paul Ayton at bench and hooker, Tim Smith halfback and six, Nathan Gardner fullback, John Morris hooker, bench and halfback, and Scott Porter at fullback. But still, that's... But when did Paul Gallen play 5 Oh, he did play five eight, but earlier, earlier yeah. on in his career. Yeah. But that's it. That's three full seasons with have. It seems like he changes key positions every three weeks. Yeah, yeah. So it just feels like for me, this Jack White thing is a matter of if, not when, it changes. I and agree. I actually think Chance's clock status is potentially one of the signings of the year because he's a value player who plays. I think he's a good player. I I thought he was unlucky not to play at the Warriors last year. The back three were good. That's simple as that. But he was a good enough player to be playing in that side. So I think like, he could be one of the signings of the season, but. I just feel like we're going to end up that spot that he's going to end up. He's got too many edge forwards, too many backs, not enough halves, not enough middle forwards. That is going to be Ricky Stewart's roulette the whole year. I love Ricky roulette. I got him tenth. Yeah, I have them eleventh, but it's kind of thing, right? They're in that medium. Yeah, middle. I've got them tenth, missing out on points differential. Yeah. Um, I predict 
that a factory line of problematic players in the past few years, as the Raiders have been, after a sluggish start to the season, there will be genuine calls from someone to re-sign either Todd Carney, Josh Dugan, Shander Earl, Dave Taylor, or John Monaghan. That's good. That's, That's a good take. Oh, yeah. It, yeah they're definitely, by the way, we're definitely getting a lay partner game in the halves, surely. If, you, if, if we don't. If it's, if it's Mad Guy, Ricky, yeah. at least give us that. Well, what the fans so. want. <laughs> Who's next, Al? Uh, that would be Canterbury-Bankstown. The Bulldogs. <laughs> A lot of consensus picks early, I feel like. What a, uh, there'll be some... Well, I don't think there'll be any Speaking of teams here, that haven't had a very busy off-season, well, it's the Bulldogs. I mean, they uh, finally got out of that Greg Eastwood contract, so that's good at least. Yeah, mm. well, that's a, that's um, well, a good I mean, thing. They lost town. David Clemmer, who's arguably the best front rower in the, in the comp. Yep. Um, they lost Moses Embai, which we already knew was happening last year. I thought them. I was fine with that, though. I yeah, still I agree. Yeah, I, I think mean, they were, Aaron yeah, was that was mid-season last year. They lost the Morris Twins. Um... Yeah, they signed Jack Cogger, though. Yeah, well, I'm... You know, and Corey Herrera and I is a good player. We discussed um, this last year. We yeah. have to go through all the list of signings. Like, Sorry. I'm, we, I'm in with the philosophy of what they're doing, right? But they're not going to win football games. It's that simple for mine. I'm in for the philosophy they're doing that they've let go of all these overinflated contracts. They're trying out some young guys. And we already mentioned last year they found some gems already, some potential first graders. And this year, I think we'll see some more of like guys like Remus Smith. You'll see some Morgan Harper play. Maybe Jaden Oakenball plays on, on, on a wing. Yeah. Or something similar. And I still really like Will Hopwadi at fullback. I like that move. But there's not enough cattle there for mine to actually challenge for anything. I think they're in a good place for cut, like for down the line. But you're right. Yeah. They're not going to do yeah. anything this year. And if you look at their guys who are off contract for next year. Shout out Zero Tackle, by the way. Very concise list. There's not a lot of guys here on this list that for, who are off contract for next year that like they're going to keep around either. They'll get Michael Leiter off their books. There's a couple of other guys who aren't really much to write home about. And Reese Martin's really the only guy there. Maybe Danny Fualo, who they're going to look to be re-signing. Well, I mean, so, you know, Reese Martin's in reserve grade this week as well. Which so is just knows. because they have too many edges. So, yeah. yeah, they might just let him go. Yeah. Again, we need trades. We've talked about this. We need <laughs> we trades. Have. Well, that's coming when we're bored during the season. The trade machine's coming out. <laughs> Fire it up. But, yeah, like, you know, I don't, I don't mind some of those players. Like, Raymond Fatala Marino, I don't mind either. Yeah. But it's another case of, like, I look at that middle, and I know we've got, you know, Big Papi there, but... <laughs> anyway, uh, we've got him in the middle. But just like, just, I, I, a, just a note for listeners: we haven't heard a lot of these drops, so they're good. Yeah. Uh, anyway, like, but I have the feeling like it's just one of the obvious ones for duds of the year signings, right? Like Dylan Napa. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it can. I think this can only go like one of two ways. It can only be at either end of the spectrum. It can't yeah. be he's going to be mediocre. He's going to blow can't it off the it? park. I, no, I don't think it can. Why? I think he's because he has he can't but be mediocre. He was fine at the Roosters. Like but that's the fine is bad at the Bulldogs. Yeah, yeah but by like round 12 when that are contentious, no one's be watching the games anyway. I think that yeah. he he at the Bulldogs. Yeah, remember if he Woods does, was fine last year and that was called an absolute Yeah, but Woods was on dub. twice the amount of money Oh yeah, Marbury. definitely I get yeah. that. Yeah. Um if he's as good as I'm not saying that he will be. If he, but if he performs anywhere near as good as say Clemmer did for them, well, then people will be like, "Oh my god, he's the yeah. best signing they've ever made." Well, yes, because the, he would go would close be. to being yes. the best yeah. signing they've ever made. The, pro- the problem with Napa is that, you know, he leads by his defense, which is fair enough, but the problem he'll face in this with I his middle... I thought he led with his head. But... By his head, yeah, yeah. yeah. But the problem he'll face in this middle, he's not a very good ball carter, and never really has been, and not being the guy who carries the ball often, doesn't carry the ball in two hands, doesn't have a big offload, runs really upright, and can be taken one-on-one by smaller men. He's just not a very good ball runner. That's the thing. Like, and as, then as, you, as, you throw in Tolman and Adam Elliott, like, I was gonna say, he's going to have like, to run the ball. Yeah. He can't just... Like, for the Roosters, right, when he's not making an impact with the ball in hand... He was making an impact in defense when he was in, in yeah. playing well a couple of years ago. But when you're at the Bulldogs now, it's like, well, 
if you're going to not give me 10 to 15 solid carries, who is? It's like, well, Aiden Tolman can run it 15 times, but he's not bending He's only running yeah, I mean, six they, metres. They, I know they lost Woods midway through the year, but they, Woods and Clemmer is like half their runs, basically. Yeah, so. I know. And then Adam Elliott's playing lock because I think they've nobody else. And then on the bench, like Danny Fulalo is okay, but there's not really any, any big fellows of much potential there. No one's coming off opinion. the bench to like wreck shit, yeah. basically. Yeah. And, um, I have them 15th. I have them getting the spoon. Well, there you go. And uh, I have them 15th as well. Okay. I uh, just have the Lachlan-Lewis regression is coming. Okay. Like, you can't oh, play that slow forever. That's yeah. sad. We like uh, Lachlan-Lewis. Okay, so it's me again. This yeah. is completely random. So the Bulldogs went from a good club man to Des Hasler, a guy who actually knew how to win things. Um, they got bored of losing grand finals and then found another good club man, to inverted commas, to take his place. Time for the wheel to turn again. Someone will call for Dean Pay to be replaced by a person who is external to the culture of the club. Oh, so he's not a dogs of war. No, that's not even a hot take. That's just what happens. Not yeah. a good. Cl- there won't be. There'll be calls for a non-club man. This is like liberal labour, the country's leadership. It, the it, it is actually yeah. very weirdly similar to that. <laughs> Someone's calling for that. Anyway, who's next? Sharks. Oh, um, so Perth. <laughs> <laughs> um, Pretty un- pretty eventful off season for the boys from the Shire. Is it ever not? Um, True, they have even by their standards. Well, I mean, they got Josh Morris, Sean Johnson, some quite good signings. Didn't really lose. I lost Jesse Ramian and Luke, Luke Lewis retired. retired. Yeah. Not and and not just that. I don't think the signings, the the unsignings for one oh, of have stopped. But, yeah. but, well, you know, he'll be back on well, f- well, free money. But the anyway. Cowboys. <laughs> uh, yeah, as you say, there's uh, there's been comings and goings, so to speak, at that club. Uh, that they're they're a fucking shambles. They are, and <laughs> but they've always seemed to be able to galvanise through that. But I'll, I actually be, think I'll be real. I don't probably know should also coach. mention that their coach is. I was about to say. say <laughs> I don't even know who their coach is. I'm about to say Shane Flanagan leaving though. Like despite all the antics and whatever, whatever. There's a reason why people put up with these antics, and it's actually because he's a quality first grade coach. Yeah, and him leaving. It's going to the impact's going to be felt, in my opinion. I mean, he was a guy who was able to manage bringing guys like you know Andrew Feeder, uh, loose cannons like him and Josh Dugan and those likes, and not control them, but. Manage to get the best out of them, whilst, them. whilst they're still being dickheads. Yeah, yep. like that sounds like a knock on, on them, but it's it's really hard for a coach to handle the feeder yelling at you from the field. I was at about the box to say, yeah, and still playing the next week and, and get the best out of him. Yep. And that that is a challenge, and that's a challenge that John Morris is going to have to face pretty early. I feel like coming in, and there's a decent roster there. I mean, Sean Johnson, you can't. Be much, as a Sharks fan, you can't be much happier to lose Valentine Holmes and have Sean Johnson fall on your lap two weeks later. You can't yeah. be much happier than that. I think that's a fantastic signing, and I feel like he'll have a point to prove this year and be extra motivated and we'll have a cracking season. Mm. But I still feel like... I don't know if I think it means the Sharks would be a great side, if you get me. Like, I just, yeah. there's, there's question marks. Wade Graham's not back to the mid, middle of the season, and he kind of has marshaled that left-hand side for a long time. He's effect, as we've said on this podcast before, like he's effectively the third half. Yep, and not getting Sigiaro in for me is a big dent. Jaden Braley hasn't kicked on on his creativity and any speed around around the ruck. And Blake Braley, Blake not Blake, Blake Braley is going to be off the bench. But again, it's it's another young fellow they're relying on in a key position. And then Chad's not exceptional. We all know what I think about more at fullback. Throws a good pass, but whatever. And then I like I like the John Morris signing. I like Dugan is okay it's at the centres, but it's just a lot of John Morris, Josh Morris. Sorry, okay, John Morris the cat. I was about to say. Although I thought you were giving them a rap. Yeah, yeah no, I don't yeah, like I that. A lot, lot of good, not great in the back line now. If you get me, mm. I don't know. I just, I don't know. Like they sit in that kind of mid-table bunch for me now, and I guess Feeder is still going to be a good player. I feel, but be harder to manage. Woods will be good. Pry will be decent. I mean, Gallon will be Gallon. And just going back to Flanagan. I mean, apart from his first season, which where he was still dealing with a Ricky Stewart roster. 
Um, every, the the six years he was at the club, they made the finals every year and won a comp. The year he got yeah. banned, they came last. Yes. So, like, I mean, that should tell you all you need to know. And, about the and he was like, he was on the Rooster stuff early thousands, and he was one of those guys who was driving early rugby league. Not I'm not saying stats, but analytics, like breaking down play and all that kind of stuff properly. He was he's was a full a, a full thinker back in those times. So he has been a good coach. So it is interesting dynamic there, you know, and they have got a lot of senior players, but it's just hard to get a read on them at this. For me, I don't know about you guys. Like, I look on paper, it looks like a good team, but yeah. I just have my my concerns with that flannel. I just think there's yeah. just been too much flux, but yeah. you never know. Sean Johnson could just. Oh mate, I mate, I, I hate that he went there. I, yeah. yeah, he may, it makes him to me significantly less unlikable. Less likable? I think he's less, less, less likable. So, yeah, no, less handsome. Yes. That's not true. I, no, I, he does I, look I, good. I he looks good in that jersey still. He looks so. good in all jerseys. Well, I mean, the jersey Such a handsome man. Anyway. I mean, they they are sponsored by like a family guttering service, so that's yeah. nice. <laughs> but, I, have yeah. the, I have them ninth. I have them sixth, but I ha- I had them out of my eighth, and I put them back in because it's one of those classic situations that. I just didn't know who to put in. Fair enough. <laughs> I took them out. I, uh, I also have them ninth. Yeah, there you go. One point differential as well. I can't, we got to get to a team eventually that we all like wildly disagree on. The Gold Coast. Uh, Probably I, won't be here. I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> I disagree. Wait, wait, the Sharks take, Zoe. What's a dumb take? Oh, but this is just... This is you? Yeah, the, shark, the Sharks big headline. Cronulla Sharks abide by rules set by governing body. <laughs> Very that's good. Just, that's just it. That's just coach, <laughs> coach not sacked for cheating. I don't think see. that's a take from anyone, but that, fine. That's, it's a big thing, though, if it happens. No, but like, imagine, but that, imagine that as they get you get to the line. end of the season and they're like, uh, so we're going through the NRL, fi- the naughty files. Sharks, tick, 10 out of 10. So that's the Titans lost Conrad Hurrell, RIP, Kane Elgie, a uh, couple of reserve graders, but they signed a fair few people. They signed Shannon Boyd, Riley Jacks, Brian Kelly, Tyron Peachy, um, Tyron Roberts. So. This is one of those teams that looks like the squad looks good on paper. But then I already and I already knew in preseason, but again, you see how it's laid out round one. I know it's round one and things will change. I hate that AJ Brimson isn't starting. I hate I, that Ryan James is back on the edge. It just feels I like I hate that Anthony Don's been dropped. They're going and doing all, all the things, things that we we told them to stop doing. It's like how many times have we tried this Ryan James on the edge thing? And how many times has it failed until we do it again? Why and is there such a like? Insistence on taking gun middles and trying to make them play on and, edges, and not just gun middles, but like tall, specifically tall, well, rangy middles. Yeah, he he isn't a hole runner on the edge, right? He's not mobile, but in the middle, he he's got good ruck control. Again, goes along with the ball into hands, supports pretty well from the middle, scores a lot of those tries when he's a second guy in a pair going to the line. Right, he's mm. he's, he's really good to the middle. Then you put him on that edge, and he's just an average player. And I don't care that you think when you play the game on a piece of paper that it looks better when you put James on there. And you and you draw in Boyd here. I don't care. You think it looks better? It's not better. Yeah. I'd rather have a. I'd rather have one of the best middles in the comp, Ryan James, playing the middle and an average edge forward, than have an average make him an average edge himself for Shannon Boyd to start. Yeah. To be. To, yeah. You're the the average of those two players is considerably yeah. lower. And I, I. And if you think Bryce Cartwright's good enough to play in his seventeen again, why is he not good enough to be the twelve? You're going to put him back in, give him the run, and if he fails again, whatever. If you're going to try him, that's it. But I can't get behind the Brimson thing the most. I know yeah. it probably by round five he starts at fullback. They'll work it out. But this is the team that last year when his shoulder was injured, they were playing him through it when the games didn't matter. So he had his off-season surgery, and now they decided to ease him back in to contract that. But fullback, you make like three tackles a game on max, you work your shoulders over. If he plays, yeah. if he plays 15 minutes at 5'8", he'll make more. But on the same field, Ash Taylor just had shoulder surgery. After Brimson and starting, and they're okay with that. It's just, it's just, it's weird to me. I don't get it. I can't get my head around it. Yeah. And if 
35-year-old Michael Gordon's on there for the purpose of being a coach on the field. There's something wrong with your team again. Nathan this... Peake's played over 100 games. Tyron Roberts been on forever. Ash Taylor's got uh, played for a long enough time. You don't need just Michael Gordon's experience. There's some good players out there. I just don't see it coming together. No, I neither. Um, I, I just want... like The only thing I really care about this team this year is watching Keegan Hipgrave do madness. Yeah, yeah, not even in there now. They'll, they'll definitely have some games like last year where they'll blow the doors off someone because they have, they have got good enough squad. Yeah, yeah. But I just feel like they'll be held back by coaching and decisions. It's all about putting those players together. It is. Uh, yeah, I got them twelfth. I have them fifteenth. Yeah, I'll take them lower table, thirteenth, fourteenth. Did you write a letter down? No, I didn't. I did my top eight. Okay, what's your Titans take, Dale? Uh, so my potential news story: the clo- the uh, Gold Coast club closed three stands at Rabina due to terrible attendances. Foolishly, the stands they show are all on the TV shot are all on the TV side, and thus their four hundred eighty three fans aren't shown on the broadcast. People continue to forget the Titans did, exist. Did you write a whole story? <laughs> You're predicting the future. Yeah. Uh, so not the exercise. We've all gone different ways with exercise. Hot take. Uh, my hot take will be uh, more anti-vax players in the NRL, please. Uh, it will be... Oh, yeah. It will, come in, it will come in okay. April. Good recovery. Right at the start of the flu season. Uh, moving along. Yeah. Isn't that... We'll, we'll pause quickly on that. Frank <laughs> Winnerstein and Bryce Cartwright, when you get injured, what are you doing? <laughs> Just... Uh, Praying, faith healing, faith healing. Yeah, uh, praying of, that those those that leg will heal itself. It. They're gonna, Ridiculous. someone's gonna get a nasty gash on their shin and uh, like from a boot or a I don't know a post or something, and then someone's gonna put crystals on it. <laughs> That's it. That's Literally it. rubbing a salt lamp into the wound. I can't. Oh, I cannot wait for Bryce Cartwright to start like. Get, like Jared Wallace gets a concussion and Bryce just like is rubbing essential starts, oils on <laughs> starts him. Starts massaging his temples. <laughs> I'm, I'm really nah, just smell this that. lavender oil. It'll sleep yeah. better. Manly. Oh fuck. Come um, on. <laughs> I feel like I, I got a, I got some I got some takes. I got some takes. You fight. Right. I fight enough. Shoot. Uh, I think that I think that they are going to shock a lot of people this year. But I think it. May, I think they are. So do I. Also, but... probably. The... <laughs> I think they're the most, the single most top-heavy team in the NRL. Mm. But we also can't predict injuries, so I'm just going to assume that they don't get any injuries and that they're going to be quite good. Yeah. Well, you know, you see, we've all seen the Dark Knight, and yes. we've all seen the resemblance between Harvey Dent and Des Hasler. Mm. There's the one side of the Manly team that's the Harvey Dent side, <laughs> and there's the other burnt, crisp side on the other side of the field. <laughs> and what we're saying is, I'm flipping a coin and I put them in my eight. That's what I'm saying is that like this team. I don't, I don't get it. Mm. If you get me, I don't. There's not enough there mm. or, uh, with the with the sorry fringe of the squad. I mean, they're starting the back on this week's Brendan Elliott, Ruben Garrick, who just came from Penrith, George Tafu on the other wing, Brad Parker, and Moses Suli in the centres. That's potentially the worst ever backline in a round one game of the NRL. That's era. not good. Potentially, like that is, but. But you look at the rest, you're like, oh, look at the four-pack. Well, it's got Major Power still. It's got Jake Dvojevic. Uh, Tom Turbo comes back. Appy Corusau. It's got DCE. And it's got Kane Elgie. He actually has some potential, some talent in there. Fanilla I think Blake's he's going to have a great year for them. So I'm one of those things. I'm like, you know what? Like, Dez had that decline. And I'm going to roll the dice and say he was terrible at the Bulldogs, but the resources have been stripped back. He can't be as mad scientist as he was there. He's going to play to his strengths like he usually does. Mm. He loves a fat ball player. You know, he loved, he loved uh, t- uh, Tony Williams. He loved Greg Eastwood. He loved Sam Cassiano. He even loved, like, Glenn Stewart when he was a bit chubby. So, Jake Turbo is like his wet dream. So, I feel like he's got something to work with there, and this team's going to be better than people expect. Just somehow defy logic that the back line's just going to do okay-ish, and they'll be carried by the rest of the talent. Mm. Yeah. I, my, I, I, my biggest problem with Manly is specifically the top heaviness mm. and their reliance... In a creative sense, on a single player, 
like they're they're they had big issues with DC fading in and out of games mm. last year, and it's all well and good to be able to get 60, 70 metres down the pitch. But, like, but, you've got blokes in the back line who literally can't... Like, they yeah. may not have thumbs. I, I don't know what's I, going on. I think on. they do have the luxury, though, of, like, very few teams have a have a situation where their halfback, their fullback, and their primary middle forward are all guys who can create something out of nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And while they don't have a, a, a you know an embarrassment of riches elsewhere on the field, having guys like that in those three positions is very, very important and can take you well, a long way. Well, yeah. Here's a question. Whose squad would you rather have? Theirs or Canberra's? They're like the reverse. One's good in the middle and one's good on the edge. Mm. Well, if I was a Raiders fan, I'd definitely say Manly. <laughs> I think I'd rather have Manly's team. Yeah. It's, it's, it's close to me. It, I had to mm. think about it. Because I think the best players really, like you fall, like Rapanas or Leilua's are up there, but it's like, do they matter as much? They don't. For a te- for a well, they only get, as I mean, you say, they only get the ball like eight or ten times in a game, whereas your yeah. middles are and, going and to be getting you, it and, all the time. Be, and, be, like, can you see a team with DC and Tom Turbo in it um, blowing close close leads, like, 14 times a year? Because I can't. No. But it's so, like, again, this, yeah, this team will play on some flat tracks because of that pack. It yep. will play on some flat tracks. And if that back line can defend okay, they'll win football games. Yeah, the point, I think, and, and the point that you're alluding to, Bungard, is that, like, they may... Both of those teams will have relatively similar points differentials at the end of the year. But it will be that Manly will have like two hundred like less fourteen and fourteen yeah. and ten instead of like eight and twelve or whatever. We, like, buried, like, we buried the lead here. Trent Hopkinson's back. Yeah, yeah I know. he's back. He was so, back there last he's year. On the, he's, he's on the fourteen. He's on the fourteen this week. But it's, yeah. I feel like you know Albert Hopewadi probably debuts in a, in a couple of weeks or during the year, and then ignoring what he's facing, if Dylan Walker plays for them on the field. He's he's an addition, like he's a plus for them. So there is things that. If you change, if you take out like Brad Parker and Ruben Garrick for Dylan Walker and Albert Hopewadi, all of a sudden the back line's looking three mm-hmm. times better. So it, it it's a team that I feel like they're on that bubble, and I feel like like I'm just you know picking picking yep. them eight for mine because yep doesn't make any sense. And I'm that's shocked. What I thought we disagree, but I have them seventh. So yep. I have them eleventh. There we go. A little bit of difference, but that's funny because most people have them like fourteenth or lower, which I think yeah. is crazy. <laughs> I I am like, and we'll get we'll get there, and. I, it's obviously going to be the part where the, the vitriol will really flow to us from a certain listener base, but it is cra- <laughs> it is insane to me the number of people that are just assuming that Newcastle are going to be like twice as good as Manly this year. I, it hang on, me. hang on, twice. Yeah, like, uh, like well, yeah, like they like the Knights are getting picked for the eight, like all over the shop. They're more than half. Like I read the telly's screen, the top four. Out. I want some of these and drugs. The Knights they are were in good. like half the. They were, I think there was like sixteen or eighteen people like who picked their top eights, and I think ten of them had the Knights in the top eight. Wow, yeah, hey. I got it's, up. It's crazy. So, yeah, Jamie Soward's uh, powerings yesterday had them like eight, but finishing oh, fourth. I've actually got a direct quote here from him. Actually, look, here's we're the thing. Listen, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm kind of retarded. It's a direct quote from Jamie Sow when he put Knights at top four. Uh, who had the Manly hot take? Uh, that would be me. Okay. Uh, Manly's hot take will be uh, calls for them to play games at North Sydney Oval because their pitch isn't good enough and too many players are getting injured. There we go. You did it. Uh, their potential story of the season, which I also did. Oh, nice. All right. <laughs> uh, Daily Cherry Evans walks out mid-season after Des doesn't let him fly the drone at training and he refuses <laughs> to leave the field like a three-year-old in a supermarket. <laughs> I like it. Oh. Oh, sorry, Manly fans. I'm not sorry. Um, nah. Alrighty, moving along to the team that everybody loves to hate. Oh, wait, sorry. That was Manly. Um, Melbourne Storm. I feel like there's at least like six teams that everybody loves to hate. Um, Brisbane, yeah. South. I have at least 14 the of them, I think. Yeah. Manly, the Bulldogs. There's, that's six right Mitch there. is the anti-Mary. Um, 
So Melbourne's biggest off-season signing was they've announced that Billy Slater is getting a, a statue and a stand named after him. That is genuinely the biggest signing. They signed to nobody. Yeah. Um, they have a new sponsor. Uh, that's they, about they didn't it. lose a great deal. I mean, apart from Slater retiring, they lost Tim Glasby, Ryan Hoffman, and Riley Jacks. Hoffman, and, and Big Cass, Hoffman retired as well. Yeah. So, like, that's not a, a yeah again not exactly a loss. They've been no. traded out of it. Um. Yeah, this is a weird one. I mean, what what year are we in now of the predicted Melbourne Storm decline? Like year seven? Well, no one's really predicting it big this year, though. No, yeah. they're not going as big as in previous years. Usually, it's once they lose like two players, it, it takes a fight in that they're yeah. going to come ninth or tenth. Oh, we think for, hang on, we've forgotten that one. As long as Craig Bellamy and Cameron Smith are there, like the other, obviously Billy Slade and Cooper Cronk, both all-time mm. great players. But yeah, this as, is yeah. as long as the brains trust is still there, I think you can like. And it's not like they've got battlers in those. No. Cameron Munster's a fantastic player. Well, like, the, yeah, this is the worst team they have, they have put on the field in ten years. But one thing the Storm have always been good at is preparing for it. Like, they had Scott Drinkwater coming for a few years. Unfortunately, Tory's peck. But I, I thought he would be the rookie of the year if he was playing. But they've still got Jerome Hughes who can play fullback. Oh, they've been preparing for this stuff to come. The, the, Cronk got them by surprise. They had to play Croft early last year. But they were ready for that. You know, they, they get ready for these things in advance. So, they look at the team. They, they've been... from The team from just the grand final two years ago to now is vastly different. But they're hmm. still going to be a good, good side. And they've always had... Like, one of, as you say, Melbourne's biggest strengths is that they have a very good talent, like, recognition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the, and the, the they way can pick players and make them pit, fit in the well, system. Well, I mean, they just, they've rolled out an endless conveyor belt of, like, no-name forwards who become above-average first graders. They take a lot of shots. Such a long way. They take a lot of shots as well. You know, yeah. they, like, they signed Sandor L because why not? Mm. Free. That's, that's it's it. a it's net fine. win, really. Yeah, that's it. They do the, all the time. They do this kind of stuff. They just sign players because why not? Like, and sometimes know. it doesn't work out. Like Nate Miles didn't really work out, but yeah. sometimes it does. Cassiano didn't work yeah. out, but nobody notices when you're doing well. Yeah, you no. keep doing that. Uh, I, we did. Fa- we did fail to mention their big in was uh, Josh Adokar's fade. I, I, I didn't like it. Oh, really? Wow. No, it, I love the mo. Issues with speed with the fade. Who's, yeah. Josh, <laughs> who's Josh Adokar. <laughs> oh, the fox. Oh, the sorry, fox. the fox. Yeah, yeah. The does fox he, on fox. Do you have? Does he have the fox? Ta- he does. He has the fox tattooed on him, doesn't he? I don't know. He has his yeah. name tattooed on his neck. Look, well, like, his name is the fox tattoo. Yeah. So well, there you go. Sorry. Big fan of it, a fade, but I just didn't like his. I just, I, mm. didn't, I, didn't, I don't doesn't know. It doesn't suit for me, does it? Like, mm. I, I want the haircut changed. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not demanding it, but are you going to be? It's going to be like GTA. You're going to force him to go into a barber and choose his own haircut he's going to yeah. come out with a fro why yeah. not like, there is some weird questions for St- the Storm to answer still like, more questions than they had in a while is you know kind of like who is that left edge we- now they've got Joe Stimson potentially but he's injured so mm. who's, he- who's funding all of your evil training pro- that? There you, go. Uh, you know what happens for Brandon Smith now he's obviously going to play more so is Cam Smith do- dropping in a first receiver for 30 minutes a game or something similar are you doing like what, what the Raiders did with Haveli and Hodgson per-, per se you know or is are they a middle short you know is Jesse Bromwich playing 60 minutes a game uh, you know what Ken Munster wants to be fullback. He's better there. Is that going to become a thing? So there yeah. is some questions to answer there. But if there's a team I'd back in to get the, the answers right, as always, it's the. Storm. I mean, their starting forward pack is still very, very, very good, and I mean it's close to the best. Like just because there's a bunch of guys who just do their job and they do it very well. Yeah. Um, and then the bench is fine. Like Brandon Smith will come on and cause havoc, and then like guys like Welch and Kafusi are pretty solid. Well, again, so. and then Tui Kamakamita's there, but I mean work again, working on him for a few years. Yeah. Like, they knew something was coming. And again, the point that Bungard makes is all you really have to be in this team is very like solid. Yeah, you just have to do your job well, and they continually yeah, train two players. Five to... is the best in the league. They, they, yeah. they might, just... they might be boring again. Sure, they well, might. I fully. I disagree. Those two who have been the best in the league. It's though. close. I think Roosters is the best, mm, maybe. And I think the Broncos does the Storm one. Well, Will Chambers was single-handedly uh, dad dicks by Latrell Mitchell, like, in the like seven so times does, in, in so two, that does two lend years. Well, to your point, 
But, uh, but like, I just feel I feel like they're not going to be... They're going to go back a bit towards that boring grit and grind. They're mm. going to go back that way. They're entertaining yeah. for a couple of years there. But they'll win football games doing it. Teams, yeah. they frustrate other teams. They know what they're doing. They'll break you down. They'll win. I don't think they'll win the comp this year. I agree with that just because I don't think they have the sort of spark that they had in previous years, but they've got the guys to get them that far over the but course of 24 weeks, whatever it is. I wouldn't be surprised if they just were in the grand final. You know, like the sure. Patriots made it this year because no one else did. Yep. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if the Storm were just, they um, were just there. Third. Yeah, I have them finishing a lot of third as well. Yeah. Third as well. Oh, look at For that. How we? Look at that. I think we've all got the same top three. The weird thing is we've actually barely discussed footy this whole offseason. We have like, not talked all. about it at all. Yeah. And we've come I in. We've it's spent been, too much time with each other. It's yeah. been bliss. Uh, what, who's got the Storm hot take? Uh, that would be me. Oh, you again. Uh, someone will call for Cam Smith to get a statue out the front of ANZ. While he's still playing? Yes. Oh, that's the best. Uh, potential news story. Oh, also, some, oh, can someone someone might call for him to be named an immortal while he's still playing. Uh, potential news story. Five people yeah, are injured happened. after the Billy, stands, Billy Slater stand falls on them in a, on a windy night in June. Melbourne are forced to play behind closed doors until August and are banned from playing home finals. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you've predicted a horrific Anarchy. stadium disaster. <laughs> uh, it's Melbourne. With the, do you think they'd cancel the season if something like that happened? No. No, probably not. Who's next? If it happened on a player, maybe. Um, but who knows? Uh, New Zealand Warriors. Ooh. Mitch is uh, Mitch is coming off the back fence like DK Lilly no, at I this don't. point. <laughs> so I mean, <laughs> they lost. He's <laughs> shuffling his notes with such. It's all my venom. notes of the Warriors. <laughs> so James Gavin's gone. Out, he's pulled Sean out a new Manila gone. Notes. The King of Reserve, Grey Mason Lino's gone. Yeah. Simon mm. Mannering retired. They lost Nickel Clockstad. Signed Lisa Armour. He's quite good. Mm. Um, yep. and that's yeah. Well, Lachlan Burr's there now. Yeah, he so, is. Um, it's not a real person. That's good. Um, yeah, that, they are... I mean, they're in a bit of trouble. Yeah. So in 2017, on this podcast, I went into an impassioned defense of Stephen Kearney and backed the Warriors in in 2017. What happened? And they failed me. They did? <laughs> mm-hmm. They failed me, but I went back to the trenches in 2018, mm-hmm. defied all logic, and through luck and love, I picked them again to make the eight. They I backed them in. The madmen. They did it. It all came together. It all came together. They, they, they got Tohu Harris on the right edge with Sean Johnson. They got Peter Hicko out there. They just found the things that worked with Sean. They got footy players on that right side that worked. Sean didn't have to play well and they won games. He, he didn't was have to be not good. very good last they year won by games. his standards. He wasn't. And he wasn't. And yeah. It's fine. They won games. RTS got the Dally M. They, 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 they played solid football. They oh, won games. Renaissance was in full swing. It was great. And they got yeah. back to the point that towards the end of the year, it's like, these guys could win the premiership this year. Yep. Maybe they'll win it next year. And, uh, and if you ask me in November who my pre- for premiers this year was, well, not November, a bit earlier. <laughs> but, but Sorry, it was, if we asked you the day before Sean Johnson yes, signed for My Carole. pick for premiers was the Warriors. And now we get to this point now, Sean Johnson's gone. There's the, fir- the, first, stab- the first dagger in my back, Sean Johnson's gone. Isaac Luke's not playing. Mason Lino's gone. They, they, they let him go too. They didn't plan. They signed some scrub from Penrith to be, to be the replacement. Uh, they've moved Solomon Carter over to the right side and broken up Hiku and Fusatua. They've likely moved uh, Toe Harris to the left-hand side as well, so Fus is going to be out there on his own. They're, they're playing Blake Ashford. They signed Lachlan Beal. So Lachlan Burr, Lachlan Beal. What did I do to Stephen Kearney and the Warriors? How <laughs> this fucking happen to me? How am I in on this shit? Thank God I'm not a real fan, but it, it's personal at this point again. That like, It's two steps forward, 17 steps backwards I will with this say, club. though, they signed Adam Kieran to play 5'8". He kicked to the best conversion I've ever seen like in reserve grade a couple of years ago. He might ago. be okay. And, and it's one of those things like... 
I understand what they were saying about Sean Johnson, that he might not be worth a million dollars, but they were a team that could have won the competition this year, and I think they'll still be a good team. But it was an advantage, you fucking idiots, mm. to be good without Sean playing well. That mm. is an advantage. Because then what happens when Sean plays well is you blow the fucking doors off some teams. That's what happens when Sean plays well this year. Yeah. And don't challenge him to leave. Like, he, he has gone through some terrible Warriors teams for years there and been loyal to that club. And then when he gets to the end of it, you get a good team, you, you tell him he's overpaid and he's not worth his contract. Why don't you keep him there for a year and see what happens and, you know, see if you can win the bloody comp. We're, in here, we're here to win things. We're here to win competitions. We're not here to make value signings every year and, and trim down the, con- the salary cap. They got to the point, like, if you're letting Sean Johnson go, why did you sign Adam Blair? Why did you sign Isaac Luke? Why are you signing senior players like Blake Green? You signed Blake Green for Sean Johnson. What is this whole ty- entire process about if you let your best player go? I don't care he wasn't their best player last year. He is their best asset. He is their best player. They let him go because he was like worth, not worth, sorry, he's worth too much, apparently. Yeah, they t- and they chall- as you say, they challenged him to test his value on the open market. He and did. He, yeah. And, and now he's getting paid more and he's left. Yeah, they did what they did to Isaac Luke with Sean Johnson. They challenged him. The difference is there was no market for Isaac Luke. Mm. Started last year, uh, nobody wanted market him. in my heart. Yeah, but there was no market last year. Sean Johnson has a market. You know, it's just it's, it's crazy to me, and I get teams interested is, in signing world's best halfback. Yeah, interesting. There is valid concerns that he's not a leader, but but you can put your, him on the park with a leader. But again, what did you that's sign? That's why Blake, Blake Green was there. What did, what did you sign Blake Green for? Again, he's not a leader. It's true. He fades in the game. That's true. They won games last year when he was fading out, but he also won them games. Mm. The Raiders game, he won them that game. You know, he had plenty of games over the years. He's won them football games and. He came back last year off injury, played fit for, He had some injuries throughout the year, but he was going to be fit this whole offseason. You could have seen what you had, and then, you know, if it failed, he goes in the end of this year anyway. But now you've thrown that away, and you don't even know what your plan is. Mm. You let the backup guy go, and you, Adam Kayron K- might be good, but I don't get look it. They're pretty decent. So, yeah, check. It was, last year was sick when they got in a circle and they're all breathing. It's like, that was great, but it's size. This year, they're skirting a circle and they're spitting on me, Bunga. That's what they're doing, and it's not good. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Spat all over my I'm sorry degrees. to hear that. I, I yeah, it, it's it's an unfortunate step backwards. Thirteenth uh, for me. Well, the worst thing is they. Go, I think they're going to be okay. Mm. That's like that's the worst, and that's the problem I have is that they're okay. They'll be okay without him. They just won't be great. I think I've got them eleventh. I have them ninth. Okay. Mm. Who's got the hot take? I do. Give it to me. Uh, what is dead may never die. As Warriors contact Tim Moulton for possible possible return. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> to go with the other Terry Blake Asher and Lachlan Burbank first grade. Well, I did nice. have Stacey Jones down to play uh-huh. halfback, but I have, enjoyed that. I have another take. That was, of bringing the, that, up that was back, the point so. that I was going to make about like was terrible players that stuck around during terrible Warriors teams. Like Stacey yeah, Jones was. Sta- they never went. You know what, Stacey? Do you want to yeah, go see you later? He wa- like Sean was that club, but it hurt him when they they told him that stuff. And yeah. now they're, now they're trying to get Dylan Brown for like two years down the track. Yeah, good planning. Mm. It, do, it does reek of that. It anyway, does. Who's next? Speaking of teams with bad planning, it's Newcastle. Oh, they, they're planning. They're planning to go well, they, into the they ocean. They signed David Clemmer, fantastic player. Mm. Signed uh, Jesse Ramian, fantastic player. Signed a few nice depth pieces. You know, Tim Glasby, James Gavitt, Hamel Hanabi, okay, Edric Lee, Mason Leno. A lot of good depth signings. Well, the Kurt problem Mann. with those, a couple of those guys is depth signings that they start. That is an issue. Yes. Um, didn't lose much. Lost Brock Lamb, which you seem to think is a big deal. Uh, no, I don't. I don't think we'll, it's we'll be sorry, Nick, sorry, it's Nick Campton who really rates Brock. I rate Brock Lamb. But he really, I, I, really rates. I think him. he's. They might have damaged him beyond repair. Uh, they lost some Metadias, but not all. <laughs> Do they still have a surplus? They, uh, they got. They well, it's a surplus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's, a surplus. there's no. There's no demand, but plenty <laughs> of supply. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So big turnover and big news that we need to talk about is 
Kaelin Ponga moving to the halves. Can we, okay. <laughs> we do, I, <laughs> um, I mean, we kind of do have to talk about this. Mm. I feel sorry for Kaelin Ponga now. I won't soon, but it's like he is going to be a victim of a machine that he hasn't created this year. I completely like, agree. Yep. I already am kind of off him, and he has done nothing. Exactly. Wrong. He's been called. It's. Okay, yes, he was great last year. He's been called one best player in the competition. He was called in the All Stars game. Being called, he's going to be one of the best halves in the comp. Whatever. Like, what? Like young halves need betting in time. It's crazy. There was like every single list that we saw of like people ranking the halves combinations in the NRL from like best to worst had the Knights in like the top three or, four. or top two. I can't think of a I can't think of a comparison in any similar sport where you have somebody move into a new position and people before it even happens say that they're the best at it. It's bizarre. He's, like, I can't he, think like, of a comparison. I, neither can I. Well, and he might be changes don't really exist in other sports. No, I mean, but, but like, you, no, do, you right. don't I'm have somebody... Hey, Harmwell played striker. You don't have somebody say, like... No, you're right. You're completely right. Go straight from college to the NFL, and then somebody's like, oh, they're the greatest player 100%. in the comp. Even, like, Patrick Mahomes won the MVP last year, he still were not called the best player in the NFL. Yeah, like, he was very valuable. Like, that should happen very rarely with, you know, LeBron James. Yeah. And that's that's about it. But it's like, you know, Ponga is set up for failure in this regard because the embedding time of learning how to be a half is not going to be provided to him. Yeah. And no. he still have those classy touches. They'll be there because that's just who he is. But there'll be decision-making problems you'll have. He'll have problems when he has to make 20 tackles a game when teams are running at him and he's gassed. He had that problem in Origin with that terrible storyline that 30 tackles is a good thing. When he made that line break, he couldn't. He had no gas. Yeah, but like, there's challenges there. I just look at their team and I just feel like so many of their problems could be solved by just flipping the one and the six around. I... Well, I mean, but I still think Watson isn't an answer at six, but Ponga at one, we, it's damaging. There, we know we yeah. know it works. He's a good kick returner. You know, I just I don't get it, and I feel like this team was overrated through the off season. We knew this anyway, but when you put it on paper now, you're like. Oh, that's the back line. Uh, Edric Lee and Heimel Hunt and Sean Kenny Dale. Oh, I thought this was a great team when. Yeah, and it's still and and again, like the point that we were talking about with rebuilds, like, oh, we, sorry, the point you were making about the downfall. Like this is the this is the like literally the twelfth season of the rebuild or something ridiculous. Well, like I that. mean, they made yeah, they're still they, like four players away. Uh, it's, yeah. Can we talk about Herman SCS not being in the seventeen? I've come around on this. Explain yourself. Because this is an issue. The team had it last year, and they had an issue in their defense. They conceded way too many tries on, under the sticks. Like, way too many yeah, hit-ups. Yeah. And Josh King was a large part of it. But in the trials, they did the same thing. And there's like, I think they conceded like four or five under the sticks. Two of them were disallowed, but Herman SCSE was responsible for three of them. He got beaten one-on-one. And essentially, all it is, from my word, is that they're just sending him a message that, mate, work on your D, you'll be back. Mm. And if you're going to do that, round one's fine. I'm okay. I'm actually. I'll come around on it. You, you, I think you. I don't care. Much, you're not paying. You're paying for okay, whatever, whatever. But if, I think it's a good message to send you in a spot now that you can afford to say that to a good player is a good thing. Yeah, I've come around on that. Um, I was really. And anti James Gavin's not a terrible replacement. He no, was he's not. quite good last year. No, the I, bench is a bit weird without SCS. It's a funky bench. It's. I'll give it that. You know, I'm. I'm not looking there and seeing game breakers. I mean, Mitch yeah. Barnett maybe. But a Barnett years ago. Guerra. It's. It's pretty They're small. They're good players. They're solid. They're not big. You're right. I mean, I mean, Kurt Mann's gonna might come on and you know change a game for 10, 20 minutes, but yeah, hook is weird. But I was we'll gonna see. say not necessarily. Oh, in a I, good and sense. again, I just feel like that's been their problem well, since Badiris retired, well, and it hasn't really. Well, this is the problem they have. This is why I don't. Think they should have signed be, Isaac Luke, but this is why not a top eight, not a top eight team to me. Is I, exactly, it's hooker, I agree. It's the edges and it's the the fullback or six. What happens? But for me, it's one of these things that last year their record was flattering for how they performed. 
And that's why like, this is a team, for, in my opinion, they could improve drastically this year and only win 10 games, you know? Yeah. It's not the win-loss column. that Last year, it deceived, deceived if you get me. They still conceded 26 points a game, which is the worst in the league. I think it's the worst in the league, I believe. But did they not concede, like, 50 in both games against the Sharks or something ridiculous? They like did. That? They conceded 15 less points in 2017. That's it. That's how much their defense improved. They only won one more game when they when they got the spoon in 2015, and they also conceded more points in 2015 when they got the spoon. Where would you put their X wins? Well, what I'm going to get to is like their record suggests they're a better side than what they were. If you get me, they got a couple of lucky wins, which is part of football. But mm. you know, they got that like the, when the Broncos played, the Milford dropped off two line breaks. They stole that game against the Tigers. They had an early win of the season with the field goal against Manly, all that kind of thing. And all I'm saying is that to temper expectation, I'm not saying they're going to be bad. I'm saying is that. The problem is the fact they won nine games last year, just looking at that nine-win column, means improvement means they must win 12 or 13. Yeah. But if you look deeper, it's like, well, this team was still terribly defensively. They still couldn't really win away from home, and they got a couple lucky wins. That Tigers and, game comes yeah, to mind. it does. As I said. And then it's like, okay, I'm not, this is not stats, but when you talk about analytics, you get further with this. There's Pythagorean NRL as an example. He's a count. He does an Archimedes rating he has, which is an ELO rating. And another one, I can't say this other Greek name. It's also an ELO rating. If you know what ELO is, it's like a rating system. It's like in chess. Everyone starts off with a 1,500 score, and then you play each other, and your scores go up and down based yeah. on that. It's how it's most online video games work. Yeah, it's basically yeah, it's, the pecking it's like, order. It's pecking yeah. order. And Knights still last in that last year, despite winning nine games for him, for example. And then also, I've a, a paper that we work, my analytics team and my work has developed, they've worked on a DVOA system, which is like the value over average, which American football has. And again, Knights were last in that system. Mm. And all that is rating is that in against the average team, it's not about the result. It's about how the game went, how do they perform. And they performed below average. It wasn't yeah. other team would have because they just conceded way more tries than they should have. And actually, they probably should have scored more too in some occasions. So that's the problem. They, that Their record, their win-loss column flattered their performances. And they're also a team that scored only three of their tries came from outside other teams 20. They have, that they, is a huge problem. And that's with Kalen Ponga. And one of the tries we've seen a million times in the offseason is that one kicky return. It's like, so outside that, two of their tries are originally outside opposition 20. They just mm. haven't got creativity or the opportunity that this is something I mentioned when Parramatta lost semi, for example. They don't just steal tries they don't deserve as well. Like in that situation. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. They, they, don't, get gift, they don't get gifted tries well, by wi- make-a-wish defense. I, that, that was the worst day. So that's it. So I'm saying like, this, team, this team could genuinely get much better and win 10 or 11 games this year. Yep, I got them 14th. The defense has to improve, and it's good their ethos is there, mm-hmm. and they want to improve their defense. But I also have them thirteenth, and they could again. I said nine games would be a better team for me. Look at that mm. little sequential action. I, I would, I would like them to do better. Really, I would. There, you know, you always say they're a heartland club, yada yada just yada. For Harry. I just, I just want them to. Be, I want Harry to stop throwing televisions at work. I want Harry to be happy. Mm, um, he's far. getting married. He's, he's, yeah, he's having know. a good he's that's only a short-term happiness. Yeah, yeah, he's going to have a well, big season. Yeah. Uh, the take? I do. Kalen uh, oh. Ponger at 5'8 works. The problem is the rest of his team is shit. Uh, they finished 12th. <laughs> that's just a take. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's well, someone, someone's going to say it. They've got to say Kalen Andrew Webster's going to write 1,500... How are you this smart and you just did not grasp the concept of this Andrew, at all? No, Andrew Webster will write 1,500 words on that by, by round 8. All right, you've, you've recovered well. Again, <laughs> well done. Who's next? Uh, shit. Uh, where are we? Sorry. Yes, it is the Cowboys. My apologies. Yeah. So they had a fairly... Uh, th- I mean, they lost one big 
One well, big, uh, one big. Pie. I mean, yeah, but I mean, he wasn't didn't really set the world on fire last year, did old JT? It's no. like the Dirk um, Nowitzki farewell tour in the in yeah, the NBA. It's a lot this like year. that, but no <laughs> one really saw it coming because, again, if you go back to the start of last year, they were universally picked in basically everybody's top two. Oh, Everybody, yeah, everyone said they make the Cowboy Storm Grand Final last yeah. year. So they signed Josh McGuire. That's quite a big signing. They were Jordan Carr, who as well. That's a good signing. Got a couple of depth guys. And yeah, didn't I mean out? They lost Ethan Lowe, who wasn't really playing for them anyway. Mm. Kane Leonard's gone to England, and they lost JT and Sean Fenson. Uh, who was it that yeah. said this this, uh, this year that retired? Uh, they were talking about everyone sleeping on Tamara Martin. Mm, I don't know because I don't like Tamara Martin. No, there was there was somebody. Uh, one of the players said, "Oh, you know, Tamara Martin. He's a really good player. You know, he's got international experience." It's like, yeah, but he's also got played like fifty NRL games. Yeah, and he's trying to cover the like. The greatest halfback of the last yeah. ten years. For, for mine, Michael Morgan's the forgotten player of the off season. I mm. think he's the forgotten good player of the off season. I think he's in for a huge year himself. But I have, I have genuine questions over Paul Grant at this point. I just do like they were they were there last year, and we mentioned how the Storm early prepared so well for moving on. The Cowboys held on that twenty fifteen side for dear life. Yeah. And then when it started dying, they didn't know what to do. Yeah, yeah. what's the opposite of preparing well? Yeah, and then still they've come into this year. And they brought in Ben Barber, but they had problems all last year. Speaking they, of big off They got Ben Barber for one year. They didn't address what happens if Barber doesn't play or misses the game. So he gets in. He gets what ha- we don't happen. He gets kicked out. So they sign Kahu, but again, there's no contingency plan really if he goes down. And then I look at the rest. Look at the back line again this week. He's gone with the safe options again, if you get me. He's got Java Bowen's on a wing for some reason. Mm. Uh, you know, you've got Tom Opacek went there. The Serbian Morant has li- lived on. He's got another run. As I said earlier, what does Deadman ever die? Him and Blake A should are playing in the NRL again. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, he's gone there. He's starting. Uh, Kyle Felt's out, so Justin O'Neill's still starting. It just and then Tamari Martin's playing over Jake Clifford. And I think Jake Clifford might actually be the best young half in the competition. That nobody's talking about him either. I think he might be. Yeah. And he's played really well last year. No, no coincidence. He came back in the side with Thurston. They won like every game. When I think that's in. a change that happens by the end of the year. Oh, it happened a few weeks. I'm saying this is my thing. Yeah. The process. It's it's process before results. He's, re- he's reverted back, the, to, back to type. The process to getting is things that were good last year. And Matt Scott is still starting. What did you sign Josh Maguire for? Why is it, he should be playing 80 or close to 60. it? 60. Like, he's, he's an endurance engine yeah. guy. He's not an impact guy. He's not big enough for impact. Scott could turn into 30 minutes of impact. Mm-hmm. You're still starting Matt Scott. Mm. Like, I don't get it. And that's it. I just like, maybe maybe this is a good squad now that's going to be failed by by coaching. And maybe maybe where they won the comp, the coaching wasn't that good anyway. It was just a good team. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe. And, and you spoke about that a lot last year about the fact yeah. that like that they were just way too safe. Like the whole year, they kept playing structure, they kept doing what they'd done, they, and they, they have so many players who who are unsafe players for one of them. Well, some of the guys, well, they had things like the couple of games that Tom Waller offload. He just murdered the other teams. He already yeah. murders murders them anyway. And like, then like at the next week, they're like, all right, well, he's yeah. got to stop doing that. The thing that he's good at, and maybe without Thurston, the structure will change a little. But I I've think got to we're going to get closer to what we saw at the back end of 2017 than what we saw last year, just yeah. purely because. The spectre of JT isn't hanging out. Okay, well, again, this is one of the cases that the, the pack is really good, and I do like Morgan, but again, love, the, the, the fullback question is, is, That's is a, big a bit question. bugging me. I mean, I don't know much about Jordan Kahu playing fullback. I, I like Kahu, but I feel like, I already feel like he's finished. I, I, you, know, I'm big, you know I've been a big fan, and he had some time. really good moments yeah. at fullback in 2015, 2016, and if you remember, he played fullback for the Kiwis back then, and he took some names, like hitting people hard, if you remember back in, in some of those games, but that's not there anymore in Kahu. Physicality's not there. He's not quick, and whilst his hands can be quick, so he can do a nice quick tap on the end of a backline movement, for example, you just know he's not playing 24 games at fullback. We just know this. and it's, So what happens if he, if he goes down? Hmm. And if, if, he, if he goes down, if the plan is to move Tamari Martin to fullback and Clifford to six, 
Well, I hate that as well. Because yeah. why don't you just... If that's the plan, the contingency, Martin's my 14. They, they, they feel, they feel a bit... Back. Yeah, they if, feel a bit small for oh, me. In, in an ideal world. Down, in ideal, well, Kahu's it. There's no one else. Like, yeah, yeah. There's, they're not a team that... You know, Nene McDonald can't play fullback. No. Kyle Felt can't play fullback. Ben Hampton. Ben Hampton. Uh, uh, he's, well, he doesn't excite me. Or No. We don't have, don't have to excite me to be a good fullback. So we've hands, seen enough of but, it, you know? Yeah. Uh, and then you're not going to play any... They haven't got anyone. That's just it. And... Carl Anderson reserve grade is not there. He's gone backwards as well. Gellum Osby is not a fullback and also, also gone backwards. So the options mm. aren't there. But I'd be playing Kahu, but I'd want something in my back pocket and they haven't got it currently. And that worries me a lot. So what you're saying is they should have signed Chris Sander. Yes. Okay. Well, uh, I think they're going to finish fifth. I still have them in my eight. I have them seventh, but there's just there's a lot of questions there to be answered. Six for me. How are we all just in sync on this? The way we just know. talked about the Cowboys. We usually argue about like, this stuff every year. I don't know. We talked about them so scathingly compared to some of the teams that we said good things about that we predicted to finish nowhere near the well, end. They, so. They're more a thing. I saw scathingly about them because I, they should be better, if you get me. Yeah, I, expect I better. feel like that. That pack is sensational. You know, again, that middle's going to be something else. We already know how much I like Jordan McLean. We all know about Tamalolo. Josh McGuire on the back of those guys will be better. Like, it's a great pack. Yeah. But Jesus, that, again, they, they replace average backs with average backs. He's got yeah. the hot take prediction. I that do. be Mitch. What is it? Uh, Paul Green contacts Jonathan Thurston, Ty Williams, Bluey Sutherland, and Glenn Morrison. Re possible com- comebacks after another round five loss. Round five, he gives up, goes to the veterans. That's strikingly <laughs> similar. I was going to say, is Matt, is Matt Bowen available still? Well, I, I almost put him in there, even though they need a fullback the most. I feel like he's not addressing fullback. <laughs> Bring him back. Who's next? Uh, the worst team, Parramatta. Because I'm reporting to, to the government agency, so they'll listen and investigate. I'm decompartmentalizing. Okay. But this will be studied for years. <laughs> Speaking of things that will be studied for years, Parramatta. Oh, wait, what? Did you, did you go from that drop? Yeah, yeah. I didn't mean to press that. Oh, that's oh, okay. It's in Whatever. It's in there it's now. Um, it, it's, yeah. the, uh, it's the land that God forgot. Um, they've got a, their biggest signing is a $300 million stadium, <laughs> and unfortunately, the whole team that's filling it is shit. Yeah. Cool stadium, though. I can't wait to get oh, it. I am man. very excited I can't to wait there. to light pyrotechnics in it. Uh, <laughs> anyway, enough about my weekends. They're not good. Are they um, signed uh, Blake Ferguson? Oh, I think the Junior Paulo signing is a great signing. Just I've said it last mm-hmm. year. I'll say it Men- again. Menswear tailors of uh, Western Sydney are going to be on it. And mm-hmm. he has uh, long dreads now, which also makes really? him scary oh, looking. that's sick. And when a big fella has long hair and they get tackled any time, you just know they're running harder. So he effectively <laughs> looks like a predator. He does. He look, he look, he's got a hamstring complaint, so he might not play round one, but I think that's a good signing. Uh, Ferguson... Depends. I mean, it's one of those things. It, they bought this is the classic Paramount thing. They bought him at peak value. It's really hard for that signing to turn out good. You know, it's they bought. It's like when they when they like or what most be different, but they bought that guy. Those some of those guys on the downturn for peak value. Ferguson goes there, and there's some holes in his game at the Roosters that the Roosters can live with. They can live with the the brain farts. They can live with like, for example, against the Broncos in the finals when he throws a forty twenty attempt back in field to Corey Oates and we score. They can live with it because the Troll Mitchell strike right back. They had the talent to put up with the mistakes. Paramount haven't got that talent, and I feel like there's potential for him to get back inside his head when things start going wrong, You know, if his confidence goes away. So that one's a real risky signing, even though he had a fantastic year last year. He set the record for uh, running metres in a season for a winger last year. So yeah, he had a good and year. And he, he wouldn't have been far from running metres total. So he wasn't number one, but he's eighth all-time in running metres. That's so for that for, for that one season. That's mad. Season, yeah. Yeah, him and Tamalo are the only non-fullbacks in the, the top 10 all-time for a year. So, I yeah. cannot think of a worse way to try and um, develop a young half than putting him in a halves combination with Mitch Moses behind this forward pack. And Reid Marnie, who I, I don't mind, 
has played like 10 games. He's going to be playing 80 minutes of hook in there. Did, did they, they are going not, to be peeling him off the back fence of did, Parramatta Stadium. This has like shades of like um, uh, Luke Brooks at the Tigers written all say, over early it. Early Tigers, right? If he has that feeling. Mm-hmm. I think Dylan Brown's talented, has a really handy running game. I, I agree with that. But it's not a pack to play behind, not an experienced hooker. And Mitch Moses isn't really the world's greatest Haas partner. Generally, his Haas partner looks worse when he's played with them. I think Gutherson's going to have a really good year because he's come off that ACL first year back, and often we've seen with these, the, you know, the, the guys like the, two of us are Sheck, you know, the guys required to win a lot early Tedesco return as well. The first year back from ACL, yep. they they struggle, but I feel like he'll have a good year. But it's just one of those teams. That just again, there's holes. I think the thing with coming back from an ACL is that you spend your whole first year trying to figure out how you can play the game at speed at a speed that you can't mm-hmm. make. Uh, and then, so you effectively have to play the entire game in your head. And then, as you say, you come back for, after a full preseason and you've got your body right, and then you have both. You have a brain and a body that work. So hopefully Gutho has both. Mm. I feel that he may be the only working body there. Yeah. Though. I oh. mean, somehow Tim Manor is still a professional athlete. Yeah. Um, how he is not a head in a jar, I'm not sure. <laughs> and then Manu Ma'u's already injured, so he's missing six games. He's One got a best grade three MCL, I think NRL Physio was saying. Enough, that is yeah. a shit injury. It is. So he's already injured. Uh, Junior Paulo's got a hamstring complaint. And then they're already, a, they got a prop short, as we know. Too many deadlifts. And then Daniel Alvaro's okay. Nathan Brown, I think I think Nathan Brown and Paulo with the, Alvaro is not too bad. Mm. But again, there's not much juice coming for me. And I that's hate your Maroa best case prop. Well. That's your best case. I don't like Maroa prop. Don't like, no one likes Manor anymore. Uh, we'll see what Neocore has got on the on the edge. Uh, Murata Neocore there. We'll see what he's got. That I'm not sure if he's got much either. It's just one of those teams. It's really hard to get behind them as a quality outfit this year because they didn't really change much from what they were. And it wasn't like they were really ravaged by injury last year to make them that bad. You know... <laughs> I, I do like the, pla- the fact they're playing uh, Micah C- uh, Sivo, the um, the Fijian winger. He's like 25 now, but he's been around reserve grade for a while. He he was at Penrith for the last two years. I think he was in Mounties before that. Mm. And I like that because I, I like them bringing some physicality to their edges they didn't have last year. Like Bevan French is like three runs for no metres every week. Didn't help. But now they've got to the situation now that at least with him and Ferguson starting their sets, that replaces some of the yardage they didn't have in the middle. So that that's a good thing. But, you know, we've got to see how he goes in first grade in terms of getting tested on the high ball and that kind of stuff that's not there in reserve grade. But I like him then playing him ahead of playing a George Jennings or a Bevan French. We kind of know what they are for power already, and it's not that much. So I don't mind that. But, yeah, it's it's hard to feel positive about this team. And I don't think any of their fans are feeling positive either. It's, it's, it's a just, shame that you're getting a new stadium and that it's probably not going to have yeah. a great... Very productive first season. It's it's. I mean, they're they're kind of like both of the major tenants of that stadium are both going to be garbage. There's like the quite Wanderers a lot of parallels between the Wanderers and the Eels, just yeah. in terms of their mismanagement yeah. and mm. overall roster situation one, right now. One good season and uh, to that end, I have them last. I have them last. I have them fourteenth. Ooh, wow. yeah. have you had a wooden spoon yet? Yeah, Bulldogs. Oh yeah, sorry, you did too. Uh, my hot take prediction is the Eels performed so badly that at least one pundit brings up genuine discussions relating to promotion and relegation in the oh, NRL. Wow. How, how, when, when do you reckon? <laughs> round 15. I'm going to say like June. Yeah. Like the rep rounds. Yeah, it's around then. They're going to yeah. be like, ah, oh, these teams are so bad, we need to do away with them. I mean, we could do away with Paramount. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it'd be anti-expansion movement. <laughs> the reduction movement. There are too many teams. Please yeah. eliminate three. <laughs> uh, who's next? Uh, that will be Penrith. Oh, Everybody's favourite team in this off-season. Well, hey, they haven't been a hype team for once. 
They've been well, wiped somewhere. But they've yeah. been in the press, yeah. Mitchell. Yeah. Exactly. The family club of the NRL. Yeah. <laughs> Just like Pornhub, way too many amateur sex tapes and too many family storylines. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. <laughs> it's just all I'm saying. Uh, God help us not all. not touching that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, do any family storylines. Handing yeah. the keys to your club over to... Handing the keys of your club over to a tired father and his son. <laughs> you previously sacked. I don't know about that. Speaking of yeah. storylines... Wow. Anyway. <laughs> good team on paper, though. Pity the um, game's not playing on paper. I, I feel like it's kind of their most average squad in a couple of years. Yeah, but like they've the, been as, like as a, a solidly above average team for that they time. Have. And yeah. they will be again, in my opinion. Yeah, it's, it's just funny. Like, they were a team that had depth for so long that now... It's, I'm not saying depth doesn't win you comps, but it's just funny now that uh, Kickout's gone down and they haven't got an edge back row to go in. Yeah, Jack, Jack Hetherington's playing there. Yeah, and they brought in Frank Winterstein in a desperation move from Manly, yeah. but it's like Hetherington's playing on the edge now. This is a team that, like, you know, a couple of seasons ago, or even last year, seemed to have like 10 players they would have played on that edge. But, you know, look around the comp now and you've got, like, not even big rated juniors, but you've got Ruben Garrick starting, you've got uh, Adam Kayron starting, and who else is starting somewhere else? Sivo uh, again starting somewhere else. So the couple of, like, Penrith guys are turning up other places. It's a decent squad. Um, I think Trent Merrin had a bad year, but that's still a loss of a quality player. Uh, but James Tarmow was sneaky good last year, mm-hmm. so the middle is still pretty strong with Tarmow, RCG, Fisher Harris's development, and there's there's practically no turnover, which is good. Yeah, like, that's and, always good when and you keep teams together. And there's no holes really either. No. Dylan Edwards coming back's a good thing. DWZ was, a pro- was really good at fullback, but that's a strong back three that again will motor up the pitch yeah. and make they'll make the finals inch. for me. Like I, yeah. I'd be shocked if they didn't. But I just again just don't know if they have that next gear. You know? Yep. Uh, I, don't know, I don't know either, uh, and, and like Maloney's at that point now, his third year at a club, it's usually when he just doesn't give a shit anymore, right? Second or third year. Mm. But, uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll see how they go. Like I think it's one of those ones, it's actually not as many talking points about them as usual, because it's not about potential anymore. It's the same team that's been a couple of years. They've, like, this is the year, really, where they have to deliver. They have to deliver, yeah. yeah. Where have you got them, boys? Uh, sixth. Seventh for well, me. I have the ninth, because it's tradition now, I don't put them in the finals. Fair, fair. Has the hatred faded at all? No, Gus Gould still exists. Oh, the, wow. the Griffin hatred's faded, but also the anti- there's no hype about them either, but still, like, Gus, I mean, come on. Yep. Uh, to that end, I have the potential story. Uh, somebody claims that Penrith are not actually a family club. Oh, mate, it's the schools. It's the vibe. How about people acting like Laurie Daly, like, said something absolutely horrendous? Uh, potential like, potential story. Laurie Daly's yeah. shocking outburst. Oak, Oak have had enough of the club shenanigans and demand to be taken off jerseys. Pornhub oh. and NordVPN mm-hmm. come on board as sponsor no. as Gus continues to claim they're a family Did club. not think we'd get a NordVPN mensch on today's show. Ah, uh, this is my yeah. house, baby. <laughs> this is my house. Very good. Speaking of people well, in the big I house... I want to be in one of your dreams. I've got <laughs> Gus drops, don't worry. <laughs> I'm glad the Gus drops, they're like a season one drop. They That's are. good they stuff. We have to keep them forever. Alrighty. Yeah, this, this, is a, this is a new one. I love it every time we go to a country or regional area. I bet you do love a country area, Gus. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of country areas, it's South. Um... The podcast team, the team of the pod. Uh, yes, what, a was. Great, what a great coach and club combination. Uh, the two goats coming together. Yeah. Um, good. Good stuff. Yep. Which one's older? Ooh. Uh, <laughs> we, is, is there science to prove this? I think Wayne Bennett was actually at Birchgrove Oval yeah. on the first day of, <laughs> yeah. first day yeah, of the 1908 Pull that up. Google, uh, <laughs> look at this grainy Zapruder footage <laughs> of Bennett, so, Bennett at Birchgrove Oval. <laughs> they didn't lose anyone. They didn't really sign anyone. They were pretty close to making. But they a lost fi- the other nine fingers of Angus Crichton. That's Ooh. true. <laughs> uh, they signed Liam Knight. 
and Corey Allen, who is apparently quite good. Um, yeah, minimal turnover, which, as we just said, is, is very good. Minimal um, turnover in this market is great stuff. It's fantastic. I think that the squad is one of the best teams mm-hmm. in the league. They now have the best coach in the league. I think he got a lot of very positive results out of the Broncos in the last couple of years, and he now has a better roster to work with than he did when he was at Brisbane. And the only... Th- I mean, I'll trust Wayne now, in Wayne we trust, obviously... Um, I think with Sam Burgess starting on an edge, I think what we'll see is Ethan Lowe will come off the bench and then Sam will move into the middle and then by the middle of the season, Ethan Lowe is starting on that edge and playing 80 minutes um, and one of the Twins is coming off the bench instead with Sam starting. I think that's what will end up happening. Do either of you disagree? Uh, that, that is the one move I don't like. I would, like as that he's done currently. I'd just love to see Sam play prop. I know yep. whatever number we, on your I back think doesn't matter. I think we're getting it. We're getting yeah, it. And then the, the Dick Finger Twins just split minutes. Hey, they weren't that Dick Fingered last year. Well, Sam was the one with the bigger finger issue yeah. last year. Mm. Well, and, and, and Angus cried. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. But yeah, uh, I don't love that move. But I do I do like the beat of your drum. <laughs> Who's playing the, the good the high notes now? He's, he's loving the way he made love. I do love, though, the Dan Gagai to the wing move. He's done oh, that. Oh, we didn't even talk about that. I mean, that's great. And that's just, again, setting up your players for success, putting him in his best position. I mean, he was... Medi- and we, we talk about this at length. Just playing a guy in a position that's worth more money traditionally because he's on a big salary is stupid. Yeah. Like, he's a very, very, very good winger and he's a thoroughly average centre. So. Well, he's... Yeah. He's, words come out of his own mouth about it when he's played Origin. He's, he's always said... He, well, he's good on the wing there because he feels you're responsible to get involved more. He's responsible to touch the ball more because you get more yardage. And that's good. You know, that's it. Earn your money, Dane. You don't stand out in the centres and do nothing. You play play wing touch at 22 times a game like you're doing in Origin and cart it back up yeah. and be a good finisher you were. And there's rumours now, I don't know if that's true, but rumours that Inglis is going to the right side to play with Dane. And it's like, well, the left side will create points for anybody anyway. It just will. Like, outside of yeah. Cody and Sutton, yep. anyone will score the centre or wing there. Easiest job in the world. Maybe the other side now, if we, if we, we stack GI and, and Glago on this side, maybe we'll start ruining teams on this side too. Yeah. I don't mind seeing that. And it's, it's again, it's early in the season. It's it's a time to check those And Braden out. Burns was reasonably solid at centre when he played there yeah. in some limited opportunities. And I think the year. um I think the Corey Allen signing is fantastic. And I think it's one of those signings that Broncos fans will be crying about in about 10 weeks. And I feel like he's in that spot. He's playing on the bench this week, but I wouldn't be surprised if he's starting at fullback for the second half of the year or if he's on the wing. But again, that's another thing. The Souths have some options they didn't have previously in the back line now. They have, they have, yeah. idea, they have options. You know, English could be playing fullback again now. That's on them. And A moment of silence for Bobby Fortress. Yes. Yeah. It's, uh, it's the South Benz is, is still an issue, and that's why I like the idea of if you just put Sam to, to 10, maybe Ethan yeah. Lowe improves again, he plays on the edge, yep. and then you bring George back off the bench. Which you've is got a thing. strong Because well, if you've got Murray, Lowe, Sutton, and Sam, that's four forwards who don't need to come off. Yeah. So you only really need to rotate two two guys, and then you can have a utility like a Dewey or a Corey Allen yeah. on the bench. I'd bring Sam off just to freshen him up. Oh, yeah. That, that'd be it. But, I, I, I but, would but, too, but there's those you've games, got the subs. That you, but there's but those there's games sometimes you can't. You just leave him on for 80. You know, some of those games where you're just killing it. You're like, look, well, let's let Sam play it out, but... You know, you've got the coach that will figure that kind of stuff out. Mm-hmm. And as we know, he's no longer the, he's no longer the world's greatest tactician. But sometimes he just makes good common sense decisions, which is the gang guy thing. And what what he is good with though is he's a motivator. And the tools are already at South. He doesn't have to change much. We said the tools are there. He's just to come in. All he has to do is, is just be motivator mm-hmm. and and you know do what he does best. And that's why first year the Broncos the same kind of thing. The tools are there. You just fight them up, and he'll go yep. to South. And this is the perfect marriage there. I mean, Seabold was a, is a good young coach. I don't think there's any denying that. And he, he's on the on the forefront of you know the the way he talks about game management and game models and all that kind of stuff. And what he did last year with the Burge and Cook was great. But Souths are a team that want to win right now. 
Yeah. Their squad is old in key positions. You know, Sutton is old. Inglis is old. They're not going to be there forever. Reynolds isn't old, but he has the no, body of an 80-year-old exactly. man. And Cody Walker's 29. Sneaky People old. forget. Like, and win they will. And that's it. So they're in the win-now basket. And I've I got them. them first. I've got, I've got them finishing second. I have them second as well. But premiers. They're my premiers. Same. Would you like my hot take prediction? Mm-hmm. I actually went both ways on this. Yeah. So if South lose two games in a row at any point, someone will say Wayne has lost his aura. Obligatory. Isn't that a weird, quiet Wayne off season with yep. re aura, by the way? It was uh, like- <laughs> but we're getting there. If they have the successful season that we all expect, the blame will instead be shifted by Queensland journalists to Wayne's failures in his second stint in Brisbane. Ooh. Yeah. That's a good that's a good one. That's good. good. One. But it, it is quite funny the moment he moves out you've, of the You've gone for, for a backwards a backwards looking hot take. The moment it, yeah, the moment like down it. to Queensland media, it went instantly from all the attention Aura's lost, he's done whatever. So nobody gives a shit about him at the moment. It's yeah. really weird. Weird for him too. I thought you were going to say uh, went from hot take to potential actual storyline. No, <laughs> but like so last year, like so recently talking about last year with a Broncos staffer, one of one of Wayne's former staffers, and he was saying like they had more cameras at training last year than when they've won grand finals or World Cups or anything. He said there's nothing like it in his entire life. <laughs> But he said Wayne went from that to went to South, and after like a week, there was one camera at training. It was like, if and, for him, it was and, it was fresh. And Red Hill, from what I remember, is like a private... Well, it's now Cl- yeah, Clyde Burkhoff for now, but yeah. it's like, they had, you know, more cameras than they had with the yeah. bloody uh, competitions. Like, that's how many cameras were paying like, attention last year. Now it's like... Redfern Oval, you can literally walk through. You'll have a li- probably a little less of grumpy Wayne this year, a bit yeah. more of Wayne enjoying himself. Unrelated, but Return to Redfern was again great this year. Yeah, fantastic, just, just good stuff. One, yeah. Just let us play the Titans there. How just funny, once, by the way. Please. My fa- my f- the funniest off-season storylines ever, by the way, is out of both of these clubs is that Wayne going old school is the greatest thing ever, and mm. also Seabog going new school is the greatest thing ever. It's like it's just pre-season. We don't know what's good yet, honestly. It's just funny. What is old school and new school anymore? Oh, it's... It, the, neither neither one's old school in that regard, but it's yeah. like they're talking about, oh, Seabold's playing music at Broncos training. What a revolution. He put a soap on a footy and they passed it and it's what a revolution. It's like, mate, been putting soap on footy for 30 years, 40 years. Also, I'm pretty sure the Brazilian football team were famed for their love of samba music at training. Yeah, it's like that's not a new <laughs> thing. But that's just, anyway. Dude, that's it. Speakers were invented. <laughs> uh, alrighty. Speaking of a team that needs music at training, the Dragons. They need something. Um, <clears throat> some uh, some uh, some interesting Mate. happenings this year so far. Again, so after the Warriors... Thoroughly got, uneventful. Yeah, thoroughly uneventful. If nothing happened between last season and now, if the Bron- Warriors dropped Sean Johnson, I would have picked Dragons in my premiers. If nothing yep. happened in that window. But we all know the incident, what's going on, and it can't not be a distraction. Yeah, 100%. And, and I mean, I think that like on on field, I don't have a problem with what's going down. If I'm honest, like DeBellin being out of the team allows another young, potentially good player to come in, and they, in my opinion, have enough cover to fill the gap that he creates. They do. I mean, Frizzell Lock works instantly. Works fine. Hosts and Luch, like Jack Hosts and Luch, and Lua will play fine on the edge. Blake Law will play more minutes. You've Sit. got Josh Kerr, Kerr, Josh yeah. Kerr there as They've well. They've got Corbin Tilly back in a few weeks. They have some depth, they have yeah. options. But just like, you just, I don't like, I know they did the weird up theme because they had to get. Corey Norman because Widdup's gone next year, but I don't like it for them this year. Yep. Like I don't like Widdup at fullback. I want him at six. He's one of the best six in the, in the game, if not the best six. Yep. I want him at six. I don't like this. Is other rumblings that they might be doing for twenty minutes a game. They might be taking McInnes off and then moving everything, which is Hunt to nine, uh, Norman to seven, Widdup to six, and Duffy to one. 
I hate that. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. It, it's, I hate it's, that. You're it's paying a bad quarter of your games yeah. this year, you know, four, 20 of the game with a different spine. I hate that. It's a bad version of what the Raiders did with Avili last year. Yeah. Like, it doesn't make any sense. But it, it, I get it for if they moved a little bit, but you move the entire spine. I can't get behind that. Yeah. And like I do, I don't mind they're try, trying Ravalava this week over um, Lomax. I don't mind that because again, Lomax is young. His time is coming, and it's a good depth to have. So there is options, but just like there's that off field stuff, a few changes I don't like. It's really hard for me to get a, a read on this team. And I think Corey Norman will still be good for them because he's the greatest flat track bully in the comp alongside Mitch Moses. And there's some flat tracks coming with you know Paul Vaughan and Frizzell and Tarek Sims. We know the Ford pack. The track the tracks will be flattened. So there'll be some great games, but I am worried about, and we've seen it, when, when the, the, the heat has turned up on that hard can they pairing, Can they go with the heat? And once yeah. Witt has moved out of that, even he has those problems still. Can they go with it? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I try to change drop it like it's Hunt to run it on fifth tackle when he should have kicked in the prelim final like it's Hunt. <laughs> but I couldn't get it to work. But it's like, that's just yeah, it, right? There's, there's still those kind of questions. So mm-hmm. I don't know, you know where this team will sit. And it's one of those... This, out of all the teams for me, by the way, I would not be surprised if they came first. Wouldn't be surprised if they were 15th. This is the one team for me that I like. I couldn't be surprised by any variance. Yeah, Agreed. I have picked them to finish 11th. I have them fifth. I have them fifth as well. Look at that! Finally, we got some d- descent. Yeah. Uh, mm. What's your hot take prediction, Dale? Okay, hot take prediction is this: by round four, someone will have called for a new full, uh, new fullback and spine combination. By round eight, someone will have called for a new fullback and spine combination. Yeah. By round twelve, someone will have called. for I assume in each of these occasions, the request different. was granted. They're different. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. Mary gets called to be sacked at every second round this year. Or? Yep. Uh, potential story: James Graham is concussed in round three. The team there doctor tells him he's Pele and he puts him back on. James Graham takes over a goal kicking duties and finishes the club's leading point scorer. <laughs> there you go. I like that. But uh, yeah, Widdop's also a bit crazy at fullback. By the way, he caught he caught a bomb in the Knights' trial with his knees. No, I'm here for that. I'm okay. With I'm here for it. It's like the, it's dra- the Dragons last year were, I mean, if nothing, like the Raiders, the great entertainers. Oh yeah, I'll enjoy their games this year again. And you know, on the field, if if or when DeBellin comes back, he's a massive addition for them. Yeah, but I think they, they can play without him. At they this can point. play without him. They're, they're a lucky. As you club. say, it's it's their, it's in their heads. They're in such a lucky spot that they can lose someone of Jack DeBellin's class on the field and yep. have Tyson Vizel to slot there. Yeah, very lucky. Uh, the Roosters. Um, they're, they're quite good. They're a reasonable team. They're reasonable at, at oh, yeah. lots of things. Rugby league is one of them. I mean, they they did win. As you know, the premiers. They won the comp. They proved me wrong last year. They won the comp that nobody looked like they're going to win. Kind of thing It was the most even comp ever, and they came out on top of that. Yeah. But I'm already sick of this back to back bullshit. Yeah. I I again I but believe, we get it every year though we get every every that's what I'm sick of it. Every time you win the comp, it's like that team's going to be the, they're the most likely back to back team ever, and I get. The Roosters are in that rare instance that their team looked like they improved on paper yeah. in that mm-hmm. period, but I'm telling you they haven't improved. Yeah. Okay, they've improved on paper, but this is the thing in like every sport across the world. It's only very rare when they back it up, and that's why these guys, are the Pantheons of sport, when you've got your Alex Ferguson's or your Bill Belichick's that can get teams to back it up, but you can Google, Google like any sport, Google uh, defending title, just Google that. You'll get things like, I did it the other day, just had interest. Like someone in Red Bull air racing has never gone back to back. Mm. Dumb shit like that. It doesn't happen because there's mental parts of this game that just can't be quantified currently that, you know, exist in this. And I think the Roosters might have a better record this year. I think they'll finish yeah. minor premiers. But when it comes down, a push comes to shove at the end of the year, will the motivation be there? I believe not. Plus, mm. it's injuries, bounces of the ball. Yeah, like, you know. Ball. Well, like, everything came together for them last year. And I almost feel like the fact Kronk got injured was a good thing for them and it galvanized that team last year to win that grand final. Yeah. 
And it's just, you said everything has to come together so well to win a comp, and it's such a tight comp, but I just, the odds of it happening again, and they might do it, but I'm sick of it already, people chalking them in, they're, they're doing this. Um, the, and, and the point that you were making about Ferguson going to Parramatta, like, they're losing, what, they're like, losing that yardage. How, how many, how I mean, many Brett yards, Morris like 2, is a, was a great player in his day, but he's not making those he's effort not. meters that Blake Ferguson he's was. He's not, and then Tupo's okay at that, but then it's like, well, if maybe Latrell might help out in that regard this year. That's a good joke. Maybe. And then Tedesco will do a bit more of it, but that's it. You've got to have, you need everything to go perfectly to win a competition. But I think if you win the premiership, and really your only changes are Ryan Madison out, Angus Crichton in, and Blake Ferguson out, Brett Morris in, that's... Like That's you're in a, you're very well placed right, to right. Dylan go back Harper to that. out, not huge, but I don't like the fact that bench now currently Zane Tedavano, Lindsay Collins, and Isaac Liu, not huge on that. Mm. But it's still quite like seems a ste- it's a step down from yeah, and you know Victor Radley is starting this year in the thirteen, which is fair enough. Yeah, but, we don't know how well that's going to go. Yeah, we, we don't know. We don't. Well, we don't. We don't know. Mm. Second year, he's small. He's been physical. Great player last year. Who knows what his second year will be like? But. It's just they've been ties have been pumped to a ridiculous level right now when they yeah. weren't even really that far ahead of the pack and, last and year. One of the points that you made about uh, I think it was Madison going to Wests was yeah. like Radley's won a comp. Yeah. Like he's what, twenty one, twenty two? Yeah. Like what else does he have to do now? Oh, it's one of he's those gone things. From, he's gone to a starting spot. Like that's fine to go from a seventeen to a thirteen. It's it's one of those things you look back at like I'm not saying they have a lot of senior players that move past, but if you talk to a lot of those players, say that Penrith team that won two thousand three or the Tigers one oh five, is that the Good young players had average years after that because mm. they were glo- globe trotting in that that regard. And I'm not saying he will have a lot of senior players in that team that backed up, but it's just it's such a things have to come together at such a good level to to back it up. Yeah, that I don't think they can. They came together so well last year at the right time. It's so hard to reproduce that because this is the team. You know, even the run in last year, they lost to the Broncos, they lost to the Raiders on the way to the, to the finals, yeah. and pipped. For and against in the first place in the last round of the, of the season, mm. like it wasn't like they were dominating you round. And again, in the most even season in NRL history. Yeah, their defense is what won them the comp, as we know. They were good all year, but it's a lot has got lots got to go right. I just don't think they're this automatic qualification best team no. breakaway comp thing. I, you know, they might they might go bloody eight zero to start the season. That might happen, but come finals time, come business end of the season, they're not going to be as far well, as people think they are. Uh, so I have them finishing second. I have the minor premiers. I have the minor premiers too, but yeah. I'm just. Calm down on being and being the greatest back ever. Interesting that you mentioned them winning eight straight games because I have my hot take prediction. So got... Didn't I get Roosters? No, I did. <clears throat> oh, I thought I had them. Okay, well, I'm sorry to tell well, you that some, you We've got somebody left without a hot take then. Oh, no, we don't. We've had one for every team and there's West Tigers left after this. Hey, I have that take. There you go. But... Anyway, even though they aren't the only club that benefits, the Roosters' perpetual success will again be used as ammunition for someone to attack third-party payments and suggest they be abolished. Mm. Failing that, we could also see them get the... Is this the greatest dynasty ever? Tag if they start the season with like five wins. No, well, I'm, I'm thinking we might get a remix of uh, of your favourite drop. Well, they've just forgotten how to lose, South Sydney, haven't they? Together, fellas. They they just don't think about losing. They've forgotten how to lose. If the I had to endure the Roosters winning a premiership just to rid myself of that curse, I'm actually kind of okay with it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Last team. I was just going to oh. touch on the Roosters just before we move on. Mm. Playing games at the SCG. Oh, my God. I'm not excited no. for Friday. I, I watched... will just want to sit at the top and then never go there again. I feel bad for like our like guys that we're friends with who go like who are Roosters fans who are going to have to not go there once a year, go there you know 12 times a year. Yeah. Yeah. It's unfortunate. I am, I am so desperate for rugby league. I watched the Reds versus uh, Waratahs last week. And that pitch, I that is oh, worse than that, that, that footage of that scrum where I, they're just destroying scrum. the grass? Oh there, was, there was a line-out towards the end of the game where the Reds went for a rolling wall. 
and it collapses all the... I don't know why they kept doing it. But anyway, they kick the ball back out in touch in that period, that, at that same point, and that just stopped the game to let the stewards come on and fill up holes. We, we uh, yeah. Like, this is, one of the, this is worse than Suncorp, like, 15 years ago. But Suncorp was a new stadium when that happened. How has this happened when this contact sports are played on this pitch? This is the and thing. It was re- and wasn't that... The stadium was renovated, what, a year ago? This isn't... Ago? It's not the only... This is the reason that uh, Manly couldn't play their trial game at Brookvale right. and why Sydney had to move the game to Leichhardt because so, the pitch completely failed. This pitch doesn't get fixed in the matter of weeks. Someone's tearing their knee open in this game. Yeah. It's no doubt. It's not blind the It looks to me so much worse than Sandcorp, which was a big deal at the it's time. It's worse. Like, Sandcorp was, like, hard... It was too sandy, and sand was spraying everywhere, whatever, and it was yeah. a bit hard. But this is like they're f- sinking right at the ground, like it's not, like it's nothing. Like, it like, looks like they're playing on top of dangerous. a carpet, on top of like a, a, a wooden, like a wet yeah. board. It was yeah. terrible. Forward, sorry. Yeah, yeah, um, terrible. Yeah, can't wait for for. And and that's the thing, as as I said, you've got the Tars playing some games there. The Tars are also playing a game and in Swans. Newcastle, if I remember correctly. Swans. You got the Swans playing. A league still going. You've got the A league. Both seasons of the A league that are going to overlap. Like this, it's. The yeah. SCG was never built for this. Yeah, it's, it's it's strange. Okay, um, I'm uh, saying knock that stadium down and move along. Well, what happens yeah. if this like? What are the, oops, the Roosters' options if they have to move? They're going to play A and Z. They'll play it probably Cogra. Yeah, it's like they, Jeez, they, that's they, weird because yeah. for them the other teams that are forced there, it's kind of like you know, Roosters the Bondi. That's their area. Sydney mm-hmm. FC is a bigger area kind of thing. Get me? Like they haven't really, haven't really got a home ground away from from the SCG. It'll be very interesting to see what happens. Uh, could nice. they play? Uh, are there any rugby union grounds in uh, in the East? Coogee Oval. Coogee Oval. Coogee's a good one. I, I don't think they can. If we can't play games at Redfern Oval, they Speaking yeah, of Coogee Oval, it's West Tigers. That's <laughs> you're, you just did <laughs> that to trigger me with your ridiculous segues that make no sense. My apologies. Uh, they signed Bobby Fortrice. All right. They signed Robert Ryan Madison. Uh, they also signed a guy who's got the most regen name of all time, Jock Madden. That's not real. You're making this person up. Yeah. Um, That's like a- the default creator player name in Madden. When you when you go to just a jock jock Madden, jock Madden. Yeah. Uh, they signed Mahe Fanua's mullet, which is about four feet long. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they didn't really lose anyone of note. Our boy Tui Lola here, he gone, long gone. Uh, didn't really. No one else there that's really no. like you know you hate to see it go, but whatever. Yeah. Um, they did get Michael Maguire as their coach, which is huge. <sighs> so this team, like again, a couple of weeks ago, I was higher on them than I am now. But you come into today. And Moses Mbai's injured. Nofaluma is injured. Chris yeah. Lawrence is out for three or four months. And then divorced. who's out for three? Chris or four Lawrence, three or four months. Got his face smashed in. That's right. He couldn't fly home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that you know that's a big thing for me. And then they've also Farah's there again. I'm not I'm not I'm not pro that. Josh Reynolds is a like you've got to try Josh at some point. He's backing up Benji, but it's kind of I'm looking at. It, I'm like, man, is this team already crumbling this year? And the season's not started. I really rate the Michael Maguire signing. Again, it's one of those rare situations. It's a bizarre off-season that, again, you can lose a coach and upgrade. It's happened for a couple of them. He, he's at, they're, they're in like a position where they... He, like, I feel for Michael Mag- uh, for, for Maguire because he has so much to work with and yet it's all broken already. Yeah. Like, he's got so many injuries already. Yeah. And that's it. It's, again, it's he's situ- got to try players. And it's positions that they haven't really got... Like, if they lost some middle, for example, they have lots of middles now, so they'll be okay. But losing Chris Lawrence, is, Luke Gardner's playing, who's not you know not much chop, in my opinion. Then Nofaluma's out. Yep. And so you think you'd bring in... Or maybe we'll play Momorowski, bring him in. But then they lost him by, so they've got to play Fanua again. And they're relying on the, on that... You know, Fanua has got a lot of errors in him. And the back three goes from potentially being uh, Nofaluma, Moses Embiid, and Corey Thompson to Corey Thompson being fullback, who's an average fullback, to no Nofaluma yardage on one edge. And then you've got um, uh, no Corey Thompson on the other edge mm. in Los Embiid and Baji Captain. That's a lot to already start the year with. And I just yeah. feel like things are going wrong too soon. Yes. 
So I, I've gone down on this team in, in real quick in the last couple of weeks. Wow, that uh, came out not how you wanted it to. But anyway, no, what, <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> wow, we. Uh, where have you got them finishing? Uh, well, I missed paying my drop there. I'm going to play it anyway oh, when, I, when I find it. Oh, I'm so slow at this one. I just love those faces. Going down to those teams now. <laughs> anyway, uh, where have I got them finishing? I have them 12th, and they're still qu- there is still some quality there. I really love Alex Wall starting. I like that call from, Big from fan Madge. Of and I do like the Eisenhuth hitting the, hitting the reserves. He slowed down a lot last year. So I like that a lot. I like Packer coming off the bench because I prefer Alex Twall, who worked hard for him. I love, you know, Essan Master is a fantastic player in the mm-hmm. sense. But yeah, still too many holes. I hate Farrow. Uh, Farrow and Benji is not, not lasting 24 games. I not. feel like I do this every year, but yeah. I picked them to finish eighth. There you go. I've well, picked them to finish eighth on points differential as well. Yeah, like I said, I've only come, really come off an edge on them in the last couple of weeks. It's mm. been quick. But yeah, we'll see. I feel like they're, they're, they're okay base for the future. They need to figure out their six and their hooker. But the rest of it's okay. Who's your? Uh, what's your take? My take. Ah, Tigers welcome back club legend Blake Ashford as Luke Garner also smashes his face in. <laughs> Just news, not a take. Okay, <laughs> mate. Blake Ashford's playing in the back row this week, I believe. So, alrighty. So they've we've given back. We've done our eights. We've mm-hmm. done our predictions. Yep. You've given me your premiers. I had the Brewsters as premiers, unfortunately for yep. us all. Yeah. Uh, give me a Dally M's. Okay, so. I, I have like a two, mm-hmm. and again, as I've mentioned before, we all, we all know my long-running battle of Dally M's. It's not about who's the best player in the competition. So even two of us check last year had a good year. It wasn't the best year of his career. I mean, he won Dally M and he scored three tries playing fullback. That just or was it six? I forget. Not good enough to win Dally M, which is not. Damien Cook was the people's Dally. Damien Cook was the Dally M. So what it is? It's vote getters. And yep. my first vote getter is Sean Johnson. Yep. Because of the whole, he might not even be better than the Warriors, but he's in Sydney, and oh, what a signing! Oh. Bubble, whatever. And my other one is Anthony Milford because of Fox Sports and Matty Johns. Ah, those are my two picks. See, so, my, yeah. my good, good was Michael Morgan. Oh, that's it. That's it. He could he could get it without playing. Tamalolo will take points from him, but yeah. nobody else will. So. Oh, again, it's another year. Cam Smith could walk into it as well. Really yeah. walk into it. But I, I'm just those guys. I've. Johnson and Milford are going to rocket up the leaderboard. Like, Milford, a couple of weeks ago, someone on Twitter noticed he was like 56 to 1 or whatever. And a few Twitter people hammered it and he's like 15 to 1. <laughs> to, to I, had, uh, I did have Sean Johnson as well on the same yeah. thing. The person who I settled on was Moses and Bai. Okay. Decent player. Yeah. Not a very good team. No, not not many middle, people are going to take like, it off him. Yeah. You see, guys, we're, we're, talking the pro- we're talking about process here. We're not talking about best players. We're talking about Because remember, we had... Who, where did Brooks come last year? Like third? Third. Yeah. yeah. Same got kind more of points thing. than Damien Cook did. Yeah, well, so like, I, that's my yeah, point. Well, I think that Mbai is the captain. He'll get more points, leadership, yada, yada, yeah. yada. Well, two uh, last year, last year we're like, I can't remember if it was three or six tries, but it was like 10 line breaks, but same line break assist, same, um, same try assist. When Ben Barber won at fullback, he had 27 line breaks. <laughs> yeah. Like, mm. that's Who's our top try scorer? Oh, this one, the Fush is dead. Long live the Fuss. But no Sean Johnson. Carter's inside him now. Anyway, Carter's on his inside. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, mate. I'll tell you this off-season. I'm going Corey Oates, the lazy pick. that He's Mm. he's always on a good clip on that left wing for the Broncos. If he stays fit, he's going to get it. Good shout. Who have you got? Uh, I wanted to pick Bobby Four Tries, but I couldn't. I couldn't well, do it. Well, South Wing is always a good pick. Yeah, but the thing is, it's going to rotate now. It, like, it might. It could be Corey, like Corey Allen, da- uh, Dane Gagai, Campbell Graham, and even Alex Johnston could uh, all be uh, sort of if, in that. If you've got Origin, Dane Gagai on South Wing, you might score 47 tries. That is a very <laughs> good point. Um, 
I ended up landing on, and it's kind of lazy pick, but I ended up landing on Daniel Tupo. It's not that bad a pick. Interesting. Uh, Brett Morris is not a bad pick either. Oh, he's another guy. People are going to act like he was. He's good again all of a sudden. But he's been good the whole time. Just at a bad team. Mm. He's a, he'll have a good year. And top points score Adam Reynolds. Yeah. Fair. Uh, I've gone for the Fox. The Fox top point scorer. Uh, top top try scorer. Yeah. Although he's that would so be so many tries. <laughs> yeah, would be but he outscores every he's goal. He's going to score a hundred tries. Yeah. Uh, top try scorer. Uh, top point scorer for me will be someone. I don't know. Someone fucking weird like Reynolds or. Jared Croker. That would be weird. Yeah. The, the best two goal kickers of all time. Nah, weird. You just named. Nathan Cleary. Oh, oh, damn it. Jermaine Asako ahead played, of him as I well. I played myself <laughs> there. Uh, so well, I'm picking Asako, but it'll be, I think, Asako, Luttrell, and Croker, the top three. Reynolds, um, South score a lot of points. Doesn't score enough tries. Mm. Signing of the year? I have, I have my list of signings I like that are, I've got like five here, and I've ignored all the big signings because whatever. Everyone talks about that crap. But mine are yeah, Nickel Klockstad, Junior Paulo, Cam Elgie, Corey Allen. And uh, Ravalava slash Orsivo. <laughs> oh. Okay, done. There you go, so I got no, five. I, that's good. I, yeah, oh, I, I, I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't defer from the big names, and I went with uh, David Clemmer. Yeah, and then I've got five dud buys. Oh, okay. good, good. Number one dud buy by a distance, even though it didn't cost much, is Riley Jacks because I don't know how people think he's good because he played for the Storm, but that one's ridiculous. He's not even going to play, but I'm doing it. I'm pulling mm, a Harry. You're doing a Harry Ramage, Jordan, Jordan, Jordan Turner. Turner. That's fair. Yeah. Can we do Josh Reynolds again? Can we run that one back? Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. I don't think you're allowed to count him as a new signing. Uh, Actually, they signed him from the Fox Sports broadcast they team. Did, yeah. <laughs> uh, Tim Glasby, the Knights. Uh, Ryan Hall, the Roosters. When he gets back there, if he even plays, I don't think he's going to get in that team. Yeah, uh, Christian Crichton at the Bulldogs, and then Angus Crichton at the Roosters. Double Crichton action. Ooh, yeah, good, good. Because Crichton could be good, but still be a dud buy. Forget me, a- right. Angus. That is. Alrighty, uh, let's we'll, come on. We'll quickly predict the games. Uh, oh yeah, I'm like, oh, what, what do you mean? <laughs> in two days. Should I press play the news drop for the sake of it? Nah. Yeah. Uh, Alrighty. People like that drop. <coughs> Melbourne wait. versus Brisbane in Melbourne. Melbourne. This is one of the ones I'm so scared of Melbourne's record over the Broncos. I have no confidence, but I'm picking the Broncos. Uh, I am going to take the Broncos Still as well. Won, like, every first round game ever. Uh, they have, I don't think they've ever lost under Bellamy in the first round. They have Newcastle versus Cronulla at Newcastle. No, Cronulla. I, I can't give betting advice, but the Knights. Yeah. Sharks are dollar 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 ninety. Do- good good dollars if you'd like them. Sharks for yeah. me. All right. Chooks yeah. Bunnies at the SCG. We'll be there. Yes. Don't come and say hi. Oh. Specifically it's, to Bungo. It's a great round one slate. They've nailed this draw. Anyone is welcome to come and it, say hi. It's a, it's a great round one draw. Just no, to clarify, we love our listeners. Come and say hi to Bungo. can stop shaming people for listening to our podcast. <laughs> they, should be sh- they should be ashamed. <laughs> it's easy even to say to interact with them anymore. Yeah, Bungo. fair I'm point. happy with my decisions. In <laughs> Alrighty, uh, give me a tip. Wait, oh yeah. Uh, oh, oh you would. <laughs> Souths. Even though I've picked South Premiers, I'm going, of, you know, it's early in the season, I'm picking Roosters. Or yeah, I'm going Chooks as well. Although Bunny's good value. Uh, Saturday at Mount Smart Warriors versus Bulldogs Can I pick neither team? Warriors Well the Warriors have no Isaac Luke So Roach is playing there uh, Papa Lee is gone for a game mm. Lachlan, Lachlan Burr is playing lock But I am going, still going the Warriors Yeah me too uh, West versus Manly at Leichhardt Man this lo- looks like a reserve grade game Once you look at the Manly backline And the Tigers injuries Yeah Uh I'm going Manly. I'll go. Uh, I'll go West purely because it's at Leichhardt and it's yep. the eighth wonder and all that. Logic shit. Logic says Manly. Sorry, Tigers. I'm going. Uh, I'm going Manly. Uh, Saturday evening at uh, North Queensland Cowboys versus St George Illawarra. I'm going to go the Dragons here. Dragons they are outsiders, me as well. but I'm going to go the Dragons. Uh, Bungard, you got any, any tips? 
Uh, yeah, I tipped the Warriors, and then I tipped uh, the... Dragons or Cowboys, Saint. that's all on now. Yep. Oh, sorry. Uh, and the Warriors. Oh, uh, wait, uh, sorry, we'll go back. Uh, we've got the Warriors, we've got the West Tigers, and we've got the uh, the, the Cowboys. Thanks, okay. Thanks for that, champ. Sorry no for, worries. Sorry the betting favourites people is on there. <laughs> yeah. I won the tipping cop comfortably last year. Uh, oh, yeah, I wonder. I picked the dollar twenty favourites every game. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Panthers Parramatta at Panthers Stadium on Sunday, 4 o'clock. It's the time that, time that people love. Penrith. <laughs> Throwing me, darts again. Give me Penrith by 6,000 points. Oh. Give me Parramatta in a game they don't deserve to win at there all. There you go. That's what we can Penrith dropped like 25 balls in the opposition 20. One of those games. Uh, and the last game of the round, the place that God forgot, Gold Coast versus Canberra. They can't all be places God forgot. Unless he... Never mind. Uh, mm. can- Direct repeat of last year. Canberra got up like 28 nil. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Canberra, I guess. I don't care. I'm going for the Raiders here as well. Yeah, Raiders. How's it Klockstad? round one and we've got dead rubbers? What a joke. Neil Clockstad puts a show on. Okay. There you go. Are you serious? Yeah. We're going to hammer me with questions. Question time. Hammer me. It's been so long. Well, it's been like an hour and 45 minutes already, so we're going to breeze yeah, but through it's, these. It's, 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 it's a season preview. I know. Well, so we're fi- well, I'm not complaining at the time. It's more so we're going to breeze through these. This is so a half on Wednesday, tomorrow. half on Thursday. Although yeah. I'm saying this at the end of the pod, so they won't hear it until after they've... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyway, first question, Simon score 393 says, is that good? How good is it? How good is rugby league? How good is rugby league? Rugby league is... How good is rugby league? <laughs> um, Wowee. Okay. I'm so looking forward to this season to start. Butsy888 says, are Cheetos tasty enough to justify the state they leave your hands in? Oh, good question. I'm going to say... Uh, or, I'm going to go wait, with no. What, it's an occasion the, thing. The cheese and bacon ball things. Yes. yes. The mm. other kind, no. Hot Cheetos are flaming hot Cheetos, great. Wow. But it's one of those things though. Like I can't, I can't touch the Cheeto bowl at a party because that's a yellow. So yeah, you can't do it. And again, you can't be playing computer or PlayStation like it's linked with Cheetos. A movie, a movie snack, no complaints. Yep, fair take. Did, did yeah. they make a taco out of flaming hot Cheetos? They sure did. They sure did. It was delicious. Mm. Uh, Pat Lawrence, twenty six. Welcome back, boys. Highlights of your off season. Any off field incidents to report? <laughs> Bunkard got married. Pat, yeah. Pat's a Dragons fan. Yeah, uh, uh, I'm. Uh, I am pulling a Payne Haas and not cooperating with the integrity unit. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not reporting. I'm not reporting. Nothing incidents. to add. Yeah, I'll cop the two games and be stay quiet. That's, yeah. uh, <laughs> that's probably good legal advice for most of our <laughs> yeah. listeners. No. Look at you showing off your wedding ring. This is a plain ring. Yeah, Any off-season highlights today? No. Don't have highlights in my life, mate. Oh, it's, Jesus it's, Christ. It's seeing, seeing you guys everywhere. Shout out to uh, Sam. <laughs> the, 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 <laughs> the hater of things. Yeah. Josh Robo 44. Rather than injuries, which of the, vac- which of the vaccinatable diseases <laughs> will take out the Panthers <laughs> in 2019? I'm, I'm looking forward to the Panthers signing Polio Polio. The Polio Panthers has a good ring to it. <laughs> polio Polio. <laughs> Junior Polio is his brother. Junior yeah. Polio? Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I think we've all locked in on Polio yeah, as the one. It. Don't know what polio is really. Probably because it was vaccinated before we were alive. Yeah. Until like a new wave of idiots had brought it back. They're gonna. Their stadiums are now going to be nicknamed the Iron Lung. Is polio back? That's the real <laughs> question. <polio. laughs> Mate, best chance to go back to back in a while. <laughs> telling you polio. Uh, Shiner eighty six. Bungard. How did you avoid the magical brunch? He envies you. What's the magical brunch? Oh, right. Okay. So that is a. Disney themed brunch that's being held at like the Shangri La in this in uh, in this in Sydney in March, mm. but I think you had to RSVP on this Google sheet. So he must have seen that my wife's name was on it. 
And, and that mine is not because she's going with a friend of hers. Oh, you're, go- you're not going? No, I'm not going. I That's- wanted to go, but Are we is- talking stalker from Shanta here? Are we talking- no, 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 no. <laughs> it's, it's a communal Google Doc. We had to pick your I was going to say, how is he getting into your Google Docs? Uh, no, no. It's a shared thing. Um, uh, I just couldn't go that day. So, yeah. Fair. Here we go. Gets married and just stops caring. Well, that's, that's, that's what happens, right? Absolutely not true. Mr. Eight. Can we get Pickles to use psychic puppy powers to pick premiership winner? Well, we're not at Pickles' yeah, domain Yeah, there's no anymore. Pickles here today. Link's in here, but li- we're at Bungard's house, but Link's lunatic and he's locked in the bedroom. He's an absolute yeah. menace. Yeah, he is. Uh, Keegan Hipgrave of dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Just running also, amok. Also a big fluffy unit. <laughs> yeah, he is. Uh, and again, he follows up with, is it true Corbin's in suspension will be reduced by the NRL due to him being charitable and finding work for an unemployed bum? <laughs> He's referring to Lachlan Miranda getting a job. <laughs> yes, that's also big news for the podcast. Miranda's back. Oh, that, that Dragons reserve grade backline is a who's who of reserve graders. It's a great one. backline. What was it again? Uh, Charlie Runciman was in there. Yeah, he's yep. back. Uh, Jai Fields in the halves with uh, Darren Nichols. Nichols yep. Darren Nichols is like Miranda. the all-time, yep. one of the all-time reserve grade it's goes. Jonas Pearson and Miranda on the wings, Runciman in the centres, and I forget the fullback and centre, but it was like a thousand games. Of and then Mitch Allgood was a lock. Yeah, that was <laughs> what a, a fantastic team. cup team. Oh, this is good from RCB Sharks. We're just talking about this. How many Matildas spew jerseys did Dale buy before they all sold out? It's unfortunate. Uh, I haven't bought any, but I will be investing in one. I hope my partner does not listen to this. Yeah, I am oh, going well, to the We're going to miss Dale on the pod for like a month. Where's Jeez. he going? He's going to the World Cup. He's going to the World Cup. Oh, okay. Where's um, you know, I'm, I regret buying a... Like, at the time, about the same time you arrived tonight, though, from that first podcast. Okay? Wow. I've actually just flown in from... <laughs> yeah. You don't need to stop letting people behind the... Yeah, that, that, is, the, that is anyway, fourth wall. Um, I, uh, I regret buying a like retro spew jersey last year because I would definitely have bought one of these women's kits if I had not done that. Uh, like, I, might buy, I, I, am I might buy the bottle green away. I'm going to go broke from you, all mate. this. <laughs> That's such a good insult. It's so good. <laughs> You're already married, Chip. Calm yeah. down. I like the jersey. Yeah. Uh, LVO5 says, how good is Ponga? Just how good is Ponga? Hey, mate, look, you'll get a million redemptions of that this year. We, mm. I think like, I think we all agree. I think he's the best young player in the game. But Oh, he's the best young player we've seen for donkey's years. It's but just he's that he's not the best, not the best player in yeah. the game. Yeah. yeah. Pete Fulcher, best fast food item in Australia. He said Zinger stacker, stacker unrivaled for him. Uh, well, the best KFC item is the double when it returns. The Zinger double. Fair. For me. Well, mm. I think we can't include things that come and go. So, I'm just going to say, KFC chips are the best. Mm. Keep it simple. What, what, what do I like the most? Cheeseburger still might win. Double cheeseburger from Macca's. Yeah. The staple. Yep. Have to, have to, if you have a double cheeseburger, you've got to put the chips on the cheeseburger. Yeah, oh, I do that. Yeah. I agree. But a K, a K, a KFC chips, I mean, like, you, the, it's, 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 it's a masterpiece. It's my, tr- my, it's my trust of the, of the 15-year-old making that this is my issue, though. You, you find a good KFC store, you're like, oh, they're the yeah. greatest chips in the world. It's kind of like going to a good, like a good, uh, the the local the local burger place that's owned by, you know, like a Chinese family that's been there for 15 years. And they make like one good burger. Mm. They don't make anything else that you eat, but the burger's fantastic. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, then when you, but if you go to one of those, when there's a shit KFC, it's like this one. Yeah, you're here. like, mm, no one here cares. Yeah. To be fair, no one at KFC cares. Uh, Southo Dan asks how many tries is for more than round one, and the response when someone answers already. Pete says he's playing the night, so plus or minus seven and a half. That's he loves playing the night. He does. Uh, Campo thirty seven came in with no question, just fire up about the Warriors. We, you did. Mm. So good job. Came yeah. off the long run. That's what we want to say. Hold on. <laughs> Proud of you. And our physio said, Do you interested in coming to my course where I show you that eating food to survive is a myth? Drinking water too? Only all for two hundred dollars. Let me help you make the informed choice. <laughs> anti anti food. 
Yep, I believe that it is the movement. I mean, the three of oh, us have been the three of us have been pretty anti-food for the last few years. So mm-hmm. you know, that's it. Coming back in a big way, though, Dale, food. It's food is in. Food's in. It's a for food. <laughs> food, polio, who knows? Yeah. Uh, Thought Night FB. Do you consider yourself more of a rap bag or a big papi? Jeez. What would be more of a... Oh, I, I would... I'm definitely a rat bag. Yeah. I'd like to be a rat bag, but I also... I'm a big fan of Biggie Smalls, the original Big Popper. Mm. Mm. Uh, but, uh, I think uh, if I was going to be either of those, I would be a TN wearing like. You can know, I be a, a something in the middle? A, a, again, a hybrid humanoid. Yeah, <laughs> of a rat bag and a big puffy. Gilby honest or Gillard? How will the media react when they realise White moving to five out worked out better than Ponga moving to five eight? Uh, oh, hang on, take. no, Put that on the no. hot takes. I I was with Nick Campton last week, and we both came to the agreed conclusion. That moving Jack White into five eighth was slightly less stupid. I agree with that. Caleb Ponga. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. That's the brain's trust, you got it? Oh, okay. Bucci triple eight. How has the branding of Casa de Bellin been affected by the offseason? Great question. Mm. Well, it's in a no fault system currently at <laughs> the, the house, but the f- we actually moved out like a month before that happened. The whole house has been stood down. Yeah, it was it was a good time to sell. We sell, sell you sold, sold high, very, very high. high, very high. We, we, we're gone. Casa de Bellin is no more. Mm. Michael Darren 79, welcome back. Is it poor taste to get Big Papi print on the back of a Bulldogs jersey? No. No, no it's you, it's good taste. You, you do realise he's going to love that this year, Dylan hmm. Arbor. It's like he, funny. He he has invested, he's in, a, what's it called? called, one of those Pokeball stores. He's invested in one of those, right? Mm. And this is before the incident, by the way, but if you go into one of his stores, what's it called again? There's one down in the city near the place, a place called The Sandwich Shop. You can't forget that name. But anyway, it's a chain now. And one of the bowls on the menu is the Big Papi Bowl. There you go. So he's been if wanting to make it... Le- like, lean in. Lean if in. it's not coins- called the Pokeball Centre, what are they doing? Yeah, but yeah. It's like he's trying Real to call himself that for a long time. He'll be stoked in the long run with this. Anyway, Bungard, what's it like reporting on a murder case? Saw your article, not sure if you've covered one before. Yeah, it was shit. I, I have not. Mate, he's covered rugby league for a few years. The Knights existed. Well, I mean, he was a South fan in the 2000s, <laughs> so... Wow. Murder um, jokes. And also, uh, it's kind of close to the podcast, so maybe we should have pulled back on the murder <laughs> jokes. Yeah, it, it was shit house. Yeah. Um, yeah. No yeah. good. JYNFL, 20-minute discussion on anti-vaxxers, please. No, no. I, I like that so many people are roasting the anti-vax take, mm. which is good. I, I know I said to you guys, don't shame the listeners, but if you are anti-vax, <laughs> don't please, listen. please, please never listen off. to our yeah, show again. Turn off. Yeah. Well, they won't be around next week. Actually, that's true. <laughs> Polio will get you first. Dogs. Paul McAllister, 78. If 2016 was the Sharks of the Premiership rather than the one and only, do you think the NL shoots them of their title? Well, I think it was just. I think we just need to all accept that it was enormously fortunate for the Sharks that they were caught cheating across 2013, 2014, 2015, 2017, and 2018. And yes, by pure good fortune, they didn't mm. cheat. In and those, oh, poor, good management, you would and say. And the previous cheating did not commit to. No, how could it? How could it? Yeah, I've got Brian Waldron back in the papers this week saying, "Oh, give the Storm their titles back." Yeah. G- give fuck off. Opportunistic, back, yeah, dickhead. Un- un- underrated. Um, <laughs> Isn't it like the Storm to come no. out something more hated than the actual? Other <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. Wrong. Underrated wrestling heel move from the Storm has been continually <laughs> celebrating those championships in the past at yeah. all like club functions, despite the fact that they are not recognised by anybody. And else. even though they've won since, they're still like they're still going back to that well. I actually respect it to be quite, <laughs> to be quite honest. Uh, Gus quit Twitter. Oh, RCB Shark, sorry. Gus quit Twitter again. What are your best rage quits? Well, well, we've got a Twitter quitter. quitter yeah. If you didn't know, just, yeah. it wasn't well, really I, a rage quit. What are you talking about? We get like eight questions about it every week. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't being serious. I just got bored. One day I'll come back, maybe, if you guys are good, if you deserve it. Yeah. We won't. Gus lost a few bad, bad horse racing bets that day, and then that was it. Well, well that's it. He, he posts photos of the yeah. races, and he's, the races, then he's gone. Mm. 
Uh, LV's back. LV05 says, how are the Sharks going to cheat this year? Can't something new or revisit an old favourite? Uh, I, th- oh, uh, I, uh, I think, I think uh, tapping someone up again. That, that's how it'll happen. Someone somewhere will, will do something administratively no, wrong, I've, I've not in salary cap. They're going to get one Braley to sit on the shoulders of the other one <laughs> and be the world's tallest winger. <laughs> they're, going to, more... they're going to try white faces James Sikiaro <coughs> and call him Blake Braley and get away with it. Because <laughs> you can't ask that question you anymore. Can't. You like, can't. Is that James Sikiaro paying a white? <laughs> you can't ask that. <laughs> I really Paul Gallen's going to Paul Gallen's going to pack pack just, down with him in a scrum again. I need this in my life. Can I say an unrelated Paul Gallen anecdote just while we're on this topic? So in the, the topic of whiteface, no, the topic of Cronulla. But um, in the shops around Christmas time, like those little like portable sort of like stationary sort of news agency type kiosks that get like pop up in the middle of shopping centers. Yeah, yeah. Every other team has like the official team. Club calendar. This is great. The right? Sharks one is just the official Paul <laughs> Gallen calendar. <laughs> I'm not joking. It Twelve poses. It's just twelve photos of Paul Gallen. <laughs> Every good. other team had a different player for each month. The Sharks were like, "No, you're getting Gallen by the well, Gallen, I by guess." The gallon, but <laughs> at least one half later, just love it. <laughs> uh, Billy A. Sinai, just with the comments, says, "Finally, after months and months of listening to old episodes, I have a new one for tonight." Thanks, yeah, Billy. Billy I feel sorry for a man going back to like 2015 podcasts. Speaking of going back to the well. Yeah, that is. The audio quality has gotten better. Yes, it has. Unfortunately, the content <laughs> has not. <laughs> well, I was very deliberate with my words. Though. I don't remember any white face jokes in 2015, but here uh, we are. Uh, Messed got Ozil, saying it wrong again. Fill in the blank. Over the off-season, I blanked the house down. Uh... Well, I ate the house down. I moved life. the house down. Mm. I slept the house down. There you go. We covered the three main tenets of life. Moving mm. around, eating and sleeping. Mm. Uh, LV05 says, Will Sebes succeed where Ma- Wayne failed miserably? Well, wow. Well, if, well, I don't know how his marriage is, but I don't know other failures of Wayne's up there. He didn't fail miserably at, Bronco, at the Broncos. Mm. Um, yeah. I mean, I think I think it was actually... Uh, we agreed at the time that we both thought it was a win-win. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Pete Fulcher Have the Knights finally overcome the Tigers In the unfounded Optimism Cup? Ooh Yes Good question I'm going to say yes mm. <laughs> I think the Tigers have sort of settled With the fact that they're just like Not very good Well they They, they just lost their CEO recently as well so More, uh, more, more, more yeah. ructions uh, Shunter86 says With Ivan Cleary returning And Frank Winterstein being a later rival What are the odds that the Panthers Get decimated by preventable diseases In <laughs> 2019? We well Ivan Cleary was known for his like, Forcing players back early Mm. So he would play. Mm. Would he? He would play a play, play with polio, wouldn't he? I again <laughs> don't know what polio does. <laughs> I, I, does it affect your ability to walk? I don't know. Yes, it does. Does it? I'm asking you. <laughs> yeah. How the fuck? It's why would I know what it does? That didn't <laughs> stop Anthony Watmore from getting a four year contract at Paramount. It's not going to stop someone playing for the Panthers. That's true. Good. A lot oh, of good points. Dear. A lot of good points. Um, here we go. Uh, Harry Ramage says, "I've seen people today pointing at SCS's omission as a sign of the night's depth, but couldn't it just be a bad selection?" Oh, it's a terrible selection until I got to the process, as I said earlier. Like, yeah. I believe that... Like, well, the reason I've been told is that they dropped him to send a message. And again, if you're going to send it any time, this is the time to send it. Yeah. it's be- And it's better to do it against the Sharks, who you continually get whipped by. Yeah. It's a free run. Roll yeah, anyway. it's a free hit, basically. Yeah. Uh, Dog 87 says, Hi, guys. Long time they listen. Glad to have you back providing hack NRL writers with their best content. Oh, question for Dale. Is he wrong? Wolf. No. Is he wrong? Question for Dale, but anyone can find, field it, I guess. 
Which has gone more backwards over the off-season? Herman SCSA's career or Matt Bungard's hairline? Wow. Well, I didn't see that one coming. <laughs> Why was it for Dale? <laughs> I don't know. Or anyone can I'm, lo- I'm, lo- I'm, on the- I'm sitting on the ground here, too. Uh, <laughs> okay. Wow. I look good. Take that Hashtag as a- board gang, he said, Hoops. He wants you to join him, I he guess. Wants, he wants he me w- in. He wants take uh, I look good. We'll take that as a comment. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, that went many different ways. Hoops is a good <laughs> so, I'll be honest, I, I didn't expect it. that at all. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. Uh, that was the verbal equivalent of like an RKO out of nowhere. Yeah, he, he, sold, he sold me, me the sold me the sold yeah. me the candy. Well done. One eyed tiger underscore says, "Is Phil Gould the biggest pussy to ever operate a Twitter account?" Well, gee, I wonder if someone replied. Well, there's about seven me. replies. Yeah, they Matt Gungard and like you, losers, gifts and whatever. You absolute bunch of predictable little <laughs> sad little men hiding behind your keyboards while I'm out living life to the fullest. Are you, is that Sitting a, in my living room with two absolute battlers talking nonsense for three hours on is, a Tuesday night. Is that a, are you reading from a Gus called statement or is that your opinion? No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, Mess on underscore Ozil again. Which of the following would better ensure the Raiders win a premiership? A, keep signing English players. Or B, join the Super League. It's oh, well, fuck. definitely not A. <laughs> yes, so it's B. The answer is never signing English players. Yeah. So B, unless their name's Sam Burgess, unless their last name is Burgess f- and their uh, name's not Luke. If or you Joe. could sign like fifteen English forwards, yeah, yeah. Oh, English okay. forwards actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, uh, no, but they have several underwhelming English forwards. Actually, Bateman's no. pretty good. No, that the, Hodgson's quite oh, good too. Whitehead's good. Yeah, the Burgess. Oh, I was say Bateman. Sorry, Whitehead. Yeah, yeah sign like a million English forwards and, yeah. and then maybe send everyone else to the Super League and you can win both. Yeah, mm. don't sign English halves or fullbacks. <laughs> yep. Uh, Butchie Triple Eight, how many points does Milford beat Ponga by in Dalian voting? Uh, he won't. I've got some bad news for you. Yeah, Ponga's probably winning it, but we'll see. Jesus, that's a dark timeline. It's not, well, it's, I mean... Again, we know, we, it's voted by the people who are on know, the TV going crazy about him. I mean, yeah, what we expect? I've never in my entire life of watching this sport seen a bigger hype train. And again, we don't dislike the Knights or Kalen Ponga. No, but yeah, we don't. It, it's out of control. Oh, already. yeah, it is. It's like I mentioned the other day on Twitter, we were talking about it in our DM as well, that if, if Tim Smith happened right now, 2005 Tim Smith happened right now. Oh, my God. Yeah, it'd be worse than this. He had 40 try assists in his rookie year How for did Power. He not win the Dally M. Took them from like 12th to. To the prelims that year. That's how good his rookie year was. And he beat Greg Inglis, the rookie of the year, who, by the way, is also the greatest young player of all time. But Tim Smith's one year was so good, he won the rookie of the year that year. And that, if that guy happened right now, the mm. hype would... You couldn't listen to it. You'd probably cut your ears off. You'd be, that's what we're doing. Like. But yeah, Pong is a good young player, but it is... It's nuts. Uh, Mr. Underscrush Triple Eight. Favourite cartoon as a kid? The Simpsons. And if yeah. the answer is anything else, you are incorrect. You said mm. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. but oh, That's a pretty good show. Mm. But it's not The Simpsons. But like for me, like, yeah, I was at The Simpsons when I was like eight still anyway. It's a, and uh, still watch it now. Although I, I would have also accepted Dragon Ball Z or Pokemon as well. Mm-hmm. Dragon Ball good, Z, good. I watch it now though. It's like, can I, can I like skip like yeah, half can, of these can you hit, Can you hit me with the extended highlights? It is yeah. quite drawn out. Yeah. yeah. LVO5, has, has Greenberg submitted his character reference for Penny Terra Pro yet? Or is Next. that reserved for English? Oh, God. Oh, God. Where are we? Next. All right. Uh, Beno underscore Wallace. Can you name a worse starting back five than Hasler's name this week? And Elliot, Tafua, Carrick, Parker, and Sully. No, we already said that earlier. For yeah, terms of round one. That, that's the wor- that'll be the worst backline of the year. And Ruben Garrick, by the way, not Michael Carrick. <laughs> he said Carrick. <laughs> uh, Frankie also on IA7. Michael Carrick would be a show. Hi, Ratbags. Welcome back. <laughs> What's been your favourite off-season happening and why was it Alex Jones on John Ro- Joe Rogan? Okay, I hate Joe Rogan's podcast. But Alex Jones on Joe Rogan is like five and a half hours long. I listened to every bloody minute of it, and it was so good I might listen again. He is insane. Yes, it's hilarious. Like the guy went to f- like the guy went to court and said that his his Damn show it. is like performance art, and I was like, you know what? 
It really is. The best thing is that he can say he can talk about fifteen topics in about a minute simultaneously. It's, yeah. it's actually a talent. So it should be a magic show. Mm. Uh, anyway, LVO five. God, you mate, you've got a lot of questions. How many points did the Knights win the Premiership this year? Uh, you could maybe you can win New South Wales Cup. Maybe you can win some Premiership points. Uh, yeah, uh, maybe. Yeah, RCB Sharks. Who's worse at re- reading the room, JDB or Cam Smith? Oh, look, what JDB with, the, with his legal stuff, what he did, everyone's hammering like the worst thing ever. It was legal advice. Yeah. And it's probably by the RLPA as well. There's other things to it. Yeah. Whatever. He's been taking legal advice the whole time, so I'm not going to knock him for that. Mm. He's kept his mouth shut. And in the end, when you're taking legal advice, those are, those are the legal experts, yeah. not you. Uh, DTO only eight. Will Milford be a consensus best 5-8 in the NRL by the end of the season? Uh, yes, because of Matthew Johns. <laughs> it could be might not be because like Pong is up there as well but no, it might not even be because Milford's good or not it's because he's going to get the hype train as well this and, year. and also 5-8th you would say would probably be the position where there is a not a dearth of talent but definitely a, a lack of lack of it in mm. my opinion there's yeah. no standout like there is there for is, the halfback yeah. for example uh, LVO5 again who is the worst million dollar half in the comp and why is it Milford well, that question's reminded me it's time to start blasting through them. But uh, Cam Archer, how many points? Tries will outscore against the Bayangs this year? Six. That's including the grand final rematch. Mm. Well, not rematch, match, sorry. But, uh, Hamish Neal, how excited have you been during the offseason with Cameron Smith break, record-breaking games? Oh, I oh, missed mate. that joke. That's I'd actually a, completely forgotten about it. I'm Hello, very happy. About, thank you, Hamish. Ha- hang on. He's not the only bloke who's going to be breaking a record very soon. Who else? Paul Gallen. Paul Gallen. Big L's. It, it's lost its feeling though now. It's just like he's accepted it's coming. Are they yeah. going to put his name on the field with the L's capitalized <laughs> and the rest of his name lowercase? <laughs> I, I have a little. I have a little something yeah. in the in the works for oh, that. By the way, good. Yeah. Danny Boy, nine only five. What would you be? Oh no, no, no. <laughs> no. Show me afterwards. <laughs> no, <laughs> Jesus. It <laughs> takes a lot to get a no from Mitch. Just a hard no as well. <laughs> Well, I, I, I want to say it. <laughs> Next question. Uh, Daddy Boy, 1995. If Devon loses this case after all legal action he's taken against NRL, should they counter sue to have his name changed to Jack DeFellin? <laughs> Jack DeFellin. That's, That's very good. good. Why that is one, that, that one is yet? fine. Yeah. Good question. <laughs> uh, uh, sports Obsessed 2. Oh, this is Mario. Uh, Mario says, how many accounts should have one? Should one have permaban before they decide Twitter isn't for them? Asking for a friend. Uh, maybe you should stop doing things that could get you reported. <laughs> How do you get there? in trouble? Well, it's like someone could report you for swearing on Twitter now. I th- isn't that only if you swear at the elite? Blue no, it's people? not. Just anybody now. Oh. So there you go. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Ant Farmer, given his hat-trick debut in uh, World Club Challenge, such could be- Brett Mowers be the oldest, best oldest new signing ever? Uh, no, because there was a sign Brett Mullins in 2002, and he yeah. was sick. Bradley yeah. Clyde as well? Yeah. He was a he uh, was an signing. signing Ricky Stewart like 1999. Yes, yeah, he was really good. Um, oh, hang on, so- sorry. Uh, line break, Lottie. Yeah, I was waiting for 2014. What a man! Sealsy won. Thoughts on the South interchange? Is it too weak in depth to win the premiership? And can low recovery's grand final season form coming off the bench at South? So, um, as we touched on earlier, I think that if they're full strength, then you really only need to rotate like two of them. Yeah, like they only used two of them last even year. Even one, really. like yeah. if, like I mean, you can take Sam off for a rest, but he could play eighty. Low Sutton and Murray definitely can play eighty. You're like literally rotating one prop. Mm. So yeah, I think I think you're right in that there's not a lot of depth there. But if they stay healthy, I think they have got nothing to worry about. Mm. 
yeah, look, it's not great. We all know it's not great, but there's just ways to manage around it. And I don't mind the Liam Knight signing. I think you could be useful in like a 15, 20-minute period for them. But, you know, I don't think it's going to be what decides their premiership. You know, Ethan Lowe is... He won't be ever what he was in the grand final again, but he could be useful. We'll see, we'll see if they get more juice out of him than the Cowboys did last year. At Swiss underscore Cowboy at 78. Will Ryan Hall make an impact at the Roosters? Anybody? No. Well, he's got to play. Yeah. And is George Williams coming to the Raiders? I don't know. If they sign him, though, already now, I hate the white thing even more. Mm. It's a temporary measure. You know, And then, uh, Fat Hair Lazy, what's the better Mexican takeaway? Guzman and I- I Gomez or Taco Bell? Guzman, definitely. Wait, Taco Bell's in Australia again? Yeah. Also, yeah, no love for Mad Max. cheap, though. But to say, like, it's not cheap, Vanguard. I think that's the whole point. Is like the whole appeal of it is is not going to be translated. It's ninety here. cent. It's ninety nine cent tacos. That's the whole point. Yeah, I loved it in America. Are you sure? There. No, that's no. I mean America. over there. Oh right, like, that's Sorry. the whole yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. loved it when I was in America. Right, because same thing. You can buy like five tacos for five bucks. But if it's like direct pricing comparison to Taco Bell and Guzman Gomez, there's no contest, Guzman. Yeah. At least you didn't mention Mad Max, which is dirt now. Oh, mm. I actually prefer salsas to salsas. I hate salsas now as well. It used to be good. I hate oh, it. you hate them? I've had it in a while. So. It was good when it first came out. I had it uh, like three or four months ago. And again, it could be one bad experience. But it was a case of like everything. It was just wet, if you get me. Like, yeah. The chip, there was the chips were wet. Everything was, nothing was cooked all the way through. It was yeah. just wet and soggy. That's it. I think there's one more question that I miss. No, I think that's it. Well, Alrighty. there you go. It's been a pleasure. A mammoth preview pod. Yeah. As, yeah. To new listeners, is, they won't always be this long unless Harry's this here. Is the, I was just about yeah, to this say is, that. This I was is just about, about to say, this is the longest podcast we've done without Harry It's like pre-intro when Harry's here. We're just, just warming yeah, up. This is just Harry, to- uh, Harry. This is Harry talking us through one He'd fishing trip. He'd be talking trip. about something Chica Ferguson did in 1993. Oh, yeah. yeah. And how he's related to fishing in Lake for three weeks once. Something about fishing. Being there. I don't know. I was wearing a hat. Good to be back. We love you, Harry. Yeah, we love you, Harry. Um... Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you for inviting me into your home, Bungard. I'm sorry right. that I soiled it. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Tell you what, it's been one week. I'm sick of already buzzing in twice. So tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed the security Ludic- of an apartment. Ludicrous yeah. system. And not- at your previous residence, we could literally break in and at any point. And, and, did, we? Did. and did. And did. And did. And, did. <laughs> and was anything stolen? I don't know. Potentially. Mm. <laughs> Would we have noticed? Who knows? But that's the thing. All right. The real tricky bungo is they have nothing of real value. Ah. <laughs> that's where you got, got it wrong. But you Alrighty. can't put a price on friendship. Speaking All of the quality products we put out on a weekly basis. Say, speaking of nothing of value, <laughs> yes. thank you for gentlemen. It's been a wonderful week as always. Bye, and, everyone. Uh, we'll see you next time on Boom Rookies. Why you hold calling here for my daddy girl's dick? Like that, mommy? Hi, Daddy. How you doing? This is Saeed. I was thinking about you last night. Mm. You acting like you can't call me no more because you busy and all of that. But you trying to tell me it wasn't good? That shit is real fucked up what you did. I hooked you up with my girl and shit. You fucked her every time you see her. You don't say shit to her. You know what I'm saying? And all that bitch do is call me all day talking about you. Why the fuck big don't want me? Yo, big, this is Quita. Kenya told me she saw you and Shane in the mall, and I know you ain't fucking her. You fucked with me last night. That's my best friend, and we don't get down like that. Yeah, motherfucker, this is Stephanie. 
I was waiting outside for your ass you Like a fucking hour I don't know what's going on Motherfuckers trying to rob me You be disappearing and shit I'm waiting in the cold What the fuck is going on? When you get in, give me a fucking call, alright? When it comes to sex I'm similar to the thriller in Manila Honeys call me bigger, the condom filler Whether it's stiff tongue or stiff dick Biggie squeeze it to make shit fit Now check this shit, I got the pack of rough riders In the back of the Pathfinder You know the epilogue by James Caan Smith, I get swift with the lyrical gift Hit you with the dick, make your kidney shift Here we go, here we go, but I'm not domino I got the funk flow to make your drawers drop slow So recognize the dick size in these carcanine jeans I wear 13s, know what I mean? I fuck around and hit you with the Hennessy dick Mess around and go blind, don't get to see shit The next batter, hear the shatter, your blatter, it doesn't matter Skinny or fat or light skin, the black baby, I drop these Beneath with my me, screaming I poppy I love it when they call me Big Pop But I only smoke blunts if they roll prop But look, I got ya Caught up with the drunk flow Fuck Taekwondo, I told a fofo For niggas getting mad cause they bitch chose me A big black motherfucker with G You see, all I do is separate the game from the truth Big bang boots from the Bronx to Bolivia Getting physical like Olivia Newt Tricks up my click dick all day with no trivia So give me a hoe, a bank roll and a bag of weed I'm guaranteed to fuck until I nosebleed Even if your new man's a certified Mac You get that H-Town in ya You want that old thing back? I'm glad because her cousin let me hit the ass Fuck the past, let's dwell on the 500 SL The E&J and ginger ale The way my pockets swell to the rim With Benjamins, another hunt's in the crib Please send her in I fuck non-stop, lick my lips a lot Used to lick the clips a lot But licking clips had to stop Cause y'all don't know how to act When the tongue go down below Peep the funk flow, really though I got the cleanest, meanest, genius You never seen this, stroke a genius So take off your Tim boots and your bodysuit I mean the spandex and hit my man next Sex get rougher when it come to the nut busser Pussy crusher, black nasty motherfucker I don't chase them, I replace them And if I'm caressing them, I'm undressing them Fuck what you heard, who's the best in New York Fulfilling fantasies without that nigga Mr. Rock Or tattoo, I got you wrapped around my dick And when I know I got the split, shit Back shots is my position, I got you wishing For an intermission, fuck the kissing Licking down to your belly button, I ain't frontin' They don't call me big for nothing, all of a sudden Oh, Biggie, give me one more time I got that good dick, girl, you didn't know Oh, Biggie, give me one more time I got that good dick, girl, you didn't know 